For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Beyond tragic, the stories then, the papers this morning. I mean, how do I even start with the story from Tala that's making all of the newspapers? Just ahead of that, a story breaking overnight then is the Canadian stabbings. Uh, Ten, at least ten killed at least 15 seriously injured and a manhunt underway now. Police searching frantically for a couple of guys suspected of a series of stabbings uh, in uh, the Saskatoon area uh, of uh, Saskatchewan in Canada. And, and then uh, twins murdered with a machete and their sister killed trying to save them. I hate starting a program talking about anything as barbarous and monstrous as this. Uh, but here it is nonetheless. The front of the sun call it a, a nightmare. Uh, this morning the mirror say three angels butchered in their own in their own home, uh, all of the papers carried stabbed to death and thrown out the window. Mother of God, even reading these things. Uh, knife to death and thrown out the window. The twins were eight, killed alongside their, their older sister. Now, a suspect has been held. There was a standoff with Gardy, and the papers go into it in quite amount of detail today as to what they think happened and, you know, the reactions of, of the communities. The two young children uh, were are not going to read out the terminology used by the Red Tops because it's just too graphic and it's actually quite gruesome. Um, but um, they, 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 they talk of, first of all, Lisa Cash, 18 years of age, uh, killed in the horrifying attack while uh, her uh, 14-year-old brother managed to raise the alarm and was being treated in, in hospital last night. But the twins then also died at the hands of this person, apparently known known to the family. Didn't live in, live in the house, apparently, but but certainly known to the family. Uh, and the papers this morning um, talk of Chelsea and Christy Cawley uh, killed and then thrown out the window of the Tala home. She's eight years old, eight-year-old twins. Awful. Um, I mean, just, I wouldn't know where to begin uh, to even think about why these kind of things happen in the society we live in today, but there you have it nonetheless. Also, that heartbreaking breaking story out of, out of Ross Bay, at the weekend, down at the Glen Bay Racing Festival, where you saw 13-year-old Jack de Bromhead uh, taking part in what apparently was known as the Flapper Races in Ross Bay Beach. It's an annual two-day event, and it, I think those races down Ross Bay have been going on for a very, very long time. And they have all sorts of different categories and all sorts of age groups, and it was an absolutely tragic accident that, that led to uh, his death at the weekend, and of course all of the papers of tributes to the young lad. It's just shocking. There's another horse-related story, foals more to the point, that makes this morning star today, and it says that thoroughbred foals produced for the horse racing industry, I guess they don't make it in racing, and they can perhaps tell at a very young age whether they're going to make it in racing or not, so uh, they're slaughtered instead for human consumption when they're less than one year old, and apparently there were more than 3,000 racehorses killed in Irish meat factories since 2020. Now, if I were to drill into the story a bit more, I might be able to find out who actually is eating the horse meat. But most of, I imagine they say that most of the horse meat is exported to places across Europe. I know the French have an appetite for it and they're typically eaten as burgers and steaks and actually roast dinner and things like things like that and um, meanwhile back here of course you know we talk we talk about the great summer we had the consequences of that of course were litter and it wasn't great and you know they even look in the papers this morning of things that not aren't necessarily down in beach areas but the nationwide survey of irish businesses against litter have hit on beaches and harbor areas now as well with an increase in in litter uh, black spots in cork and the echo lead with that in their front page today but the mail drill into it then and they talk of Areas like down around Blackrock Castle and the Cork Harbour area in general, which would lead on then, I suppose, to heavily littered areas like White Bay Beach. You know, they all can be connected. And then 
connected as well then to heavily littered uh, in, in White Bay Beach, littered in Ballinacurra, Bantry Harbour, Kinsale Harbour and Castletown Bear Harbour. So you're not just talking about stuff washing up on beaches anymore. Uh, you know how the, the clocks will change come the end of the month and they say spring forward and, and fall back? They're thinking if they left the clocks alone, it could save on energy bills in a home anywhere in the region of 500 euro. October 30th this year will be the date uh, for the traditional reset. And it will mean that you'll get an extra hour in bed for one night only. You know, you get the extra hour for one night only and then off you go. But it means that um, after that then there'll be brighter mornings and darker evenings over the coming months. But it's the resetting of the clocks apparently, um, you know, for issues with regards to energy costs these days when everything is going up. I mean, this morning, the Independent Online, I didn't see it in the newspapers, but certainly online, they're talking about pensioners now turning off fridges and uh, not using cookers uh, as they're very, very conscious of what's to come across the winter ahead because the cost of living crisis is just worsening and alone, who deals with the aged and the elderly and those who live alone are talking about a majority of pensioners and senior citizens so worried about their energy bills uh, and, you know, trying to work out whether to heat themselves or put food on the table this winter, expressing outright fear about how they're going to cope and trying to come up with hacks as to how they can keep prices down with regards to gas or electric or oil. Some have turned off their fridges or at least are planning to do so. Uh, Many now do not use gas cookers anymore as a result of spiralling energy bills. I was reading something at the weekend that said, and I'm open to correction on this, but I think I'm right, that the most cost-effective piece of electrical appliance in the home is the microwave. But there's only certain things you can do with a microwave. Meanwhile, the price of briquette, the briquette, bale of briquette, briquette uh, continues to rise. I know petrol is dropping, uh, but um, actually burning fuel, of course, with regards to uh, whether it's coal, and we all heard about that. But now bale of briquettes will cost seven fifty, which is up three fifty since this time uh, last year. And a lot of this, not all of it, of course, can be traced back to Putin's war against the Ukrainians. But a lot of it also has to do with the increasing profits of those uh, that actually, um, you know, are involved in energy gathering in the first place, your shells and your BP and stuff like that. Two conflicting stories in the papers today with regards to the cost of college education with the Irish Times is saying that the upcoming budget might see fees cut uh, by a thousand euro. But Simon Harris makes the independent and they say that the government are weighing up the possibility of an even bigger reduction than a 1,000 to the 3,000 family contribution, if you like. And I love this story. I'm not sure where he's staying, uh, but Garth Brooks is spending time in Kerry, apparently. And Danny Healy Ray says he'd love Garth Brooks to rock over for a pint uh, to his pub uh, down below in Kilgarvan. Uh, and apparently Brooks isn't staying all that far away. Uh, this morning, the Red Tops are saying that he's staying in a luxury accommodation in Kerry, 300 miles away from the GAA venue. And he'll fly back and forth to the gigs next weekend and the weekend after, probably by chopper. And Kevin was looking at it this morning and he's saying, it seems as if Garth Brooks is, is saying, saying somewhere in a private residence, apparently. Jump in on this. Not too far from Farnford Airport. Farnford Airport. 
no disrespect, but I, I mean, how, how do I put this nicely? Not the most idyllic part of the world. I was going to say, if I was playing five gigs in Crow Park, I don't know if Farron 4 is of all the places. Maybe Ashburn Castle or, you know, some I thought he would have got, if you, he'd be near Healy Ray if he went over and, and stayed in one of the luxury hotels in Kenmare in or Ken something. Mare, yeah. Or went out to Sheen Falls. Yeah. Well, he's the, as I said to you, he's the second A-list Hollywood, well, I suppose you wouldn't call him an A-list Hollywood celebrity, but Tom Cruise was recently under the spotlight for flying his private jet from Shannon to Farron Four. So yeah, maybe they're all arriving in Farron Four, thinking, "Geez, the last time we went to Dublin Airport, I don't remember it being this I'd small." I'd say that Garth Brooks will arrive in a massive, big jumbo with the crew and all sorts of stuff. I like love that. the idea of like you know he comes out and it's a bit like a, a diplomatic visit. You know, he comes down the steps and the first people to meet him at the bottom of the plane are the Healy Rays. <laughs> you know, he gets a Kerry flag based over him and a pint. Have to, you been in the Healy Ray pub in Kilgarvan? I've never been in the pub. I've been past it plenty. Well, let of times. me just put it like this. It's an experience you'll never forget. Okay. <laughs> I know a few people that have probably gone in there and never come back out, but oh no, that's a different oh no. story. I mean, I wouldn't quite say that. It's, it's, it's certainly an experience, and we want those pubs to thrive, don't we, in rural Ireland? And like everything the Healy Rays do, it seems as if we'll thrive. So you're saying it's a private rented residence. That's what I'm, I'm reading. Private uh, luxury residence in Farron 4. I just... It's just a strange place to have a luxury residence, isn't it? I mean, as you say, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's it's just it's not you know it's not exactly the Healy Pass or the you know the Wild Atlantic Way. No, it's it's, not. You know, it's kind of just a, on the way between Tralee and Killarney. It's lovely. It's grand, like, but uh, you know, no, it's no Port McGee or no you know Ballybunion or anything like that. Like, okay, have you any of those passes left to send people away for a, a lovely holiday experience? Uh, Far and far or to somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106. Cork's Red FM. I just want to tell you a lovely story about how wonderful it is to be Irish uh, and the experiences that we have as Irish people overseas. I was coming back from Newark at the weekend and the flight was late and then it was delayed uh, into Shannon. And it was a, actually ended up on the plane. I had to get off the plane again. There was all sorts of maintenance and problems with the Newark closes at midnight. So at one stage, um, our flight, the people upon the flight are back inside at a particular gate, gate 125 in an airport that closes at midnight. So the airport closed and you had kind of skeleton staff there but no other passenger. Everything was shut. The bars were shut, restaurants were shut, concession stands were shut you couldn't have got a cup of coffee, never mind a sandwich nor a pint. So everybody was just waiting around and we were told it was going to be a while in fact we were another two hours waiting around but on the plane um, I noticed a lot of instruments, musical instruments being brought in, brought onto the plane, being brought off again. Like you could see guitars. And a lot of the time you don't know what's in there, but you can tell the fiddle inside in a fiddle case and stuff like that. And there was a couple of young people who had their own instruments with them. And one of them was a lad from Ch- Shannon. I think the girl was from up the Midlands. They were, I think, over in America on J-1 visas for the summer and coming back. And then there was a big bunch of Americans, a big group of Americans who clearly were coming over here as a big group to travel Ireland, right? So they were getting on the flight and they were going to land in Shannon and off they went. And they brought musical instruments with them as well. So somebody decided at one stage, as we were just sitting around in the gate with nothing to do, uh, and uh, as I say, everything closed, it was like it just was really surreal, bizarre, like closed airport, that they'd strike up a bit of a session. (laughs) And that's what happened. So you had two or three people who were Americans who primarily play the likes of bluegrass and country and Cajun music and then you had a couple of traditional players from Ireland and I posted up the video of it, it took a little 30 second bit and put it up on my Instagram, you can see the video on my Instagram page, you want to have a look at it yourself 
at um, the little jam session that went on. And it's amazing how absolutely no problem whatsoever. Americans who play bluegrass or Cajun or country um, are able to adapt and play Irish. But everybody was talking about it online um, and at least on my Instagram page saying, this is just so typical of the Irish. We just are loved and we'd fit in anywhere. Anyway, enough of me. This is just a little bit. And it just brightened the mood big time. It's a small bit of the audio. There was no pints now, or no. shots of whiskey or anything. Everything was shot. Everyone was just having a good old time. And you're the, you're the whistle player, and you're the fiddle player, and you're the mandolin player, and the guitar player. Just doing their thing. And the time flew along, but it did make me think, you know, that's the beauty about being Irish and everything that uh, is just so wonderful as a nation. Meanwhile, of course, back on terra firma in the real world, all sorts of stuff in the last week with regards to energy costs and indeed, I see the Greens drilling down even more now. They're talking about gas and oil boilers to be banned by 2025. But what's the plan like? What's the big plan behind it? Uh, It would apply to newly built homes from 2025 in an effort to get everybody away uh, from um, fossil fuels, I guess. Uh, But you wonder, you know, will they... Will they stop at new bills or will they be coming for everybody else then at some stage? Um, or do they want everybody to put in heat pumps, which are quite expensive and quite expensive to run at the same time? So all that and pensioners, of course, with the fridges turned off and, you know, uh, afraid to try and heat their home. Garod, is it Ger- it's Jared, isn't it? Jared. It is, yeah. What do, you, what do you make of it? To be honest with George. I just think, um, and Ryan, I, I just think he's away with the fairies, to be honest with you. It's like it's okay for, for him to come out and say things like this because he can he can afford to have these kind of new boilers in the house. It's like, like you take my elderly parents, for example. <clears throat> I think they, they said that they want this in... in existing houses as well by 2025. Well, I didn't hear that, but I I wouldn't be surprised if they were coming after all homes ultimately to get rid of all fossil fuels, but not helping people with the cost of a refit. No, and it's not just as simple as replacing the the boiler. You'd have to go as far as as putting in... um, as, as as putting in insulation. Oh, huge amounts of insulation, yeah. Yeah. Huge Huge amounts. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just... and, and people on pensions, like I, I can't see how they're going, how they're going to survive, and how they're going to be able to get up to get up to scratch. Like, and even the Department of Education that is, um, like, schools are suffering now as well because the Department of Education, uh, they're not giving grants to schools. Oh my God, I forgot about that last year, and indeed system. the year before we had students, in, and a lot of this was COVID-related, where the windows were open. Remember that, yeah. and they were frozen. So they'll be frozen this winter because they won't be able to fire up the school boilers. No, they won't. They won't. Like, and there's kids again going to be suffering. Like, so you're you're going to have a, a massive drop out there, a ripple effect of of kids who. I want to go into school because I, I had my old daughter, Jordan, COVID, and she said, 
the classrooms are freezing, but yet the teachers wouldn't allow them to wear a jacket. That's in right. The yeah, 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 yeah. So they're going to do the same thing again. That was cruel, and wasn't it? It was like, and and then you have this that they're speaking about um, putting on more solar panels on on the houses, but they, they, I don't think he realizes either the amount of fossil fuels used just to make solar panels. Is it is incredible? Yeah, and, I know, I know, I know. And then when when they break, then they're so toxic that they have to be done in a certain way. Like, are they poison the actual people? Well, I, I appreciate that that there is a consequence of that. But really, pensioners turning off fridges and not using the gas cooker yeah, because they have like, about two hundred a week to survive on, and yeah. at least half of that, and possibly more than half of that, would be going just to get them warm through the winter. Yeah. Like you're talking about anything from sixteen hundred to two thousand, just just to pour in one of these new up up to date um, boilers. Okay, and, and are you yeah. aware then that TDs and senators, and indeed the public service workforce, are getting another pay rise? Doyle deputies will get another six and a half thousand euro, which will bring their earnings to a hundred and eight grand a year under the public sector pay deal. I mean, I wonder what the pensioners will get. Nothing. And, and senators even. Yeah. Senator, the se- the Shannon. What do they do anyway? Yeah. 75 and a half grand each. Yeah. they probably get five euro and make you want to be grateful for getting that five euro while the cost of everything else goes up. Why don't now TDs I'm, say, okay, there's nothing you can do about the new public sector pay deal for civil servants and those working for the state. But politicians could say, we won't take it this year. No. No, they shouldn't be allowed to take it. Uh, it. I think the problem in Ireland is everybody is too busy writing on a keyboard to give out. They they need to do uh, like copy copy Francis. Uh, uh, get up and, off and your will. screens, is get it? And get off your smartphone, yeah. is it? Exactly, and get onto the street and let them know we're the ones that put us there, and we're the ones that could take us out of there. You know, uh, they need they need to be to be told that we can't accept this anymore. They're, they've already caused people to choose between electricity and choose between heating, and you have the property tax. You have all this kind of stuff. People just cannot cannot no, they, survive and, anymore. And then, are people aware of a six and a half thousand euro? TD and Senator wage increase at one of the worst times in living memory. Exactly. And then you have them, you have TDs hiding four or five properties, not declaring them. And and, and they're just like, they're hiding, they're hiding everything. You have other people. What are we going to do about it? Like you say, get up off your smartphones and put away your keyboards and do what? Well, they need to go on. They need to shut the streets down. Everybody needs to drop tools and shut the streets down and, and let them know that we're not going to take anymore. It's it's easy enough for them to surrender. But should anybody talk be talking it. to Putin? Sorry? Should, I mean, if, if we're looking at energy costs alone, right? Much yeah. of it coming, of course, because... You know that the Russians are burning gas now at night yeah. because they can't sell it. And they'd have nowhere to store it. So they're burning it and it's just going up into the sky. Should anybody yeah. be talking to him and saying, listen, we've got to work this out? Or what, 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 what's going to go? This is like six months later. I don't think, I, I don't think we have the right people in government to speak to. 
Not they us, but it. someone, somewhere. Yeah. I know the president's I, wife got into a lot of trouble for saying that, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. This could go I on know, years. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think, like, I, I, I actually think people are afraid to stand, to stand up to Putin. You know, I don't, like, it, there's only so many sanctions you can give a country. They're not working, though, are they? You know, and they don't seem to be working. They don't seem to be working, like, you oh. know. Now, I know they've, they've tried this kind of thing with the, with um, this this new thing they've brought out with heating, and they've tried it on Tallow where, where I am, with the Amazon factory, they've tried to... Uh, used the heat off the Amazon factory to heat houses. That's news uh, to me. I know the heat pumps are very, very popular, but they're yeah, very but expensive. They've, they've been digging and digging and digging. It was supposed to be done in a, in a matter of uh, in a year or so. But just like the hospital, uh, just like all the buildings, they've gone over. Children's budget. hospital, yeah. Yeah. They've done everything, and they're still digging up the roads, still blocking up the roads, but they've heat, they're heating houses and they're heating offices from the massive Amazon All right. building. Okay. okay, I want to get to yeah. another few calls. And before I let you go, Jared, though, yeah, you just referenced the fact that you're in Tallow. What's the, re- what's the response in your local community to this horrific uh, multiple killing? Uh, the people just can't believe it. And, and, and what, I, what it does as well, like it puts an awful lot of decent people in the area down as well. But like, what, what's going to happen is like it's just going to cause more and more uh, hassle. But what they don't need, this this poor family, like yes, it's unbelievable. an absolute disgrace. Or Chelsea like, and Christy Cawley, uh, yeah. two twins, their sister you, Lisa. You know, and another no lad thrown out a window and badly injured. Isn't it awful? Yeah, uh, it's 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 terrible. Like, um, what what are you? What's going to happen? You know, what's going to happen to the person? What don't it? We'll have to leave the guards get on with their inquiries. Yeah. Listen, our thoughts are with you and all the local community in Tala this morning. Thanks, Jared. Darren. Good morning. Hi, Neil. Just on uh, the salary increase with regards to politicians, were you aware of it? This happens year in, year out. It's the public sector pay deal. They get an automatic Mm. wage increase every year. And good luck to them, I suppose. What do you think? Well, we've met before, Neil, because you've been very supportive of me and my work of of helping people with disabilities get back to work. Well, fair play to you for that. Uh, and uh, you might notice the IWA, Irish Wheelchair Association, were, were out on strike a few months back because they, like like many services like our own, we haven't had a pay rise in 14 years. So uh, there's a comparison. Well, for it doesn't usually happen in the in the private sector all that often, unfortunately, wage increases. Well, we're, no, but we're funded by the government. Mm. Mm. Uh, and, and, um, and so they set our wages, essentially, because they set our budget. So there's been no pay rise for 14 years, which, okay. which is a you know an interesting comparison. Okay, all right. Let's get back to energy costs then. Where are you at with that? Yeah. Well, um, I, I put a comment up, and, and I was I was given a call on it. Was which which was just we bought a house four years ago, and um, we were buying it. I, I was kind of obsessed with the drains, and took my off eye off the heating. And when we we bought the house and got an engineer into service the the oil furnace, he said that's that you know that's, that's no good. Um, and so we had to get a new one at great expense. And grants or no grants, getting an oil boiler would have been much the cheaper option. But we, I think it was about four, four and a half grand we, we, we forked out to get a gas boiler with zoning 
uh, because you got a grant, because it was meant to be the right thing to do. Uh, and um, and so we put we put all that in, and now we're we're kind of faced with this situation where um, we have so little control over gas. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You didn't at the time, of course, think about maybe looking at um, uh, heat pump or anything like that. No. Well, the heat pumps. No, I, there wasn't much talk of it four years ago. To yeah. be honest, I don't remember. There's it. a bit of a but grant for it, but it's not significant to the to it, the it ultimate. It wouldn't work place. for our house. Grants work for people who've already got money. Uh, the partnerships are great if you're a homeowner and you need insulation uh, and you're on a low income. And grants work fine for people who've already got money. But but for most of us. One thing I really noticed... You get the was, grant, we got, but you can't afford the rest of it, like... Well, one thing I noticed was, you know, when we got that, heat, that heating in, we, we had to wait for the grant. It was a big expense. But we got insulation through, through a company, great company locally called Insulex. And they did a great thing was um, they charged us the price minus the grant. And they waited. And they waited they, for the grant, yeah. They yeah. waited for the grant. Now, that was massive for us. And that insulation's been... been that, that made a big difference. So I think, I don't know if we were about a D when we built, bought the house, but and we now, were up to B, B2. Now, my worry is, is, my worry though is, is that uh, when we get, finally get out this fixed rate mortgage we're in at the moment, which is too high, I wanted to switch to a green mortgage, which you can get if you've got B2. Now, before, it'll be a couple of years before I can do that, but by that time, will my gas central heating make me not a B2 anymore and I won't be able to get a green Well, I don't know about that. I mean, your insulation is your insulation. That's where your burr is controlled, isn't it? It it is, but the fact that I've I've got the the zoning and gas and uh, it's uh, electronically controlled, that all accounts for your BE rating as well. It's not just insulation. Oh, okay. It could be the boiler you use, whether it's gas, whether it's electric, whether it's a heat pump, whether it's air to water, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, my man, let me get some more calls and texts on this with regards to politicians' incomes roaring back to Celtic Tiger rates because they're getting another six and a half grand. And they have told me in the past when I've asked them why, they say we have no control over it. It just happens automatically under the public sector pay deal. But I wonder if they do. Uh, This has to stop, says Tom. People are struggling and these people have no shame. Rory says the substantial pay increase uh, that higher civil servants got recently Uh, outside the national pay deal must also be added to this. Uh, Tommy says, for once, I will agree with this as as I may be running for the elections in the next few years. Why do I say that? Well, if you can't beat him, join him, says Tommy. Mind you, somebody is saying it could be 108 grand a year minus 52% tax. So they're probably ending up with maybe 52 grand. Um, But you can be damn sure that they take home more than that. And they do, because a lot of it, of course, would be made on expenses. Uh, not a hope in hell do any of these so-called governors of the poor deserve their enormous pay packets. Have they tried living on an average income while having to pay half of your earnings just to get to and from work and the other half to heat your home? Ashling says they line their own pockets so they don't have to worry about the cost of living at all. What about people who haven't had a pay rise in years and are struggling with the cost of living at the moment? Politicians think these people, do they ever think of these people when lining their own pockets? It's time for a new government who will actually look after the people and stop companies making huge profits by upping their prices. It'd be interesting, though, what that new government might well be. If uh, apparently, the, I, I believe that some of the biggest amounts of money that we make in corporation tax in this country, as in the tax on the profits that companies make in Ireland, are from the big international multinationals. 
Um, so what would Sinn Féin do to them? You're very careful because we need a tax take. Uh, Connor says, it makes me laugh the other day when I heard uh, Michal saying he fears for his kids trying to get on the property ladder. How many houses does he own again? I'm sure he thinks we're all dopes and it just goes to show how out of touch they actually are. Um, uh, didn't Varadkar when I was away said that there would be no blank check for the elderly this winter? No blank check for the elderly this winter. Back to the phone lines we go. Brian, good morning. Morning, Neil. How are you? What are the alternatives you're saying to what? Like gas or electric or oil? Well, uh, like I was... When I, when I read that comment on, on the Facebook post on, uh, was it Friday or Saturday? The, the salary increase for TDs, is it? <laughs> no, about the, the alternatives for um, for, okay. oil and co- okay. for, for oil boilers and, and, and gas boilers. A viable alternative... Uh, an affordable alternative at the moment. I don't know. Is there, is there one there? I know they're all talking about your um, air-to-water systems. and. But I hear that. I read something last week that they're very, very expensive to run. Um, and that a lot of the... I'd love to talk to people who have air-to-water. That, okay, you have the huge installation fee, right? You get a little yeah. bit of a grant. But that what, what, you're, what you might save in electrical costs... Um, it, it gobbles up a lot of energy even just, I don't know, th- th- there was just somebody was saying online, or a newspaper article that they're very expensive to run Well, like all these are, it, it, it still uses electricity which is intrinsically indexed linked to the price of gas and the price of oil coming in because electricity is generated by I think 50% of gas in this country, or That's 50% it. of yeah, electricity yeah, yeah. is generated by yeah. gas. In this it comes from fossil fuel, yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's still going to be intrinsically, intrinsically linked. The the problem then with wind, windmills and wind farms is that it costs about, I think every one of these windmills costs close to a million euros to actually install. Okay? And yeah, the but the, but the windmills are, are adding a load to the national grid now. They are like, they're, they're, they are pumping a lot of power into the grid. They, they definitely are, but... But the, the problem then is that the majority of them are privately owned um, by farmers or by groups, and I'm 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 just taking the I'm just thinking now whether they're, whether they're you know every year there's a set fee to say that they generate X amount of kilowatts or megawatts, and are they charged per unit and so here's you know, a way if people could afford yeah. to put solar panels on their roof that also generated. Electricity, not just hot water, but electricity. Even even that though will only help you out with maybe about ten to fifteen percent of your your electric power. But it's a start, no? It is a start, but solar panels need uh, they need battery to to to, to be you to need battery saving to 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 actually work properly. You know, um, as in say a day like the they might be seventy percent efficient. You know. You've got 10, 10 panels on your roof at 300 watts each. That's and what would it be like in the middle of January? Probably not very uh, efficient. When you need, when you need the most, when you need the most um, power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, friends of mine, no, I'm, I'm an electrician by trade, so I put, in, I put in a few systems. And at the start, I was pretty impressed with them. But the, the payback and money that, that, that you're paying at the moment... I'm not trying to discourage people putting in, but you want you want a few bob to put them in. So the, apparently, where the big you know where the big savings can be made are the new builds, the new homes that have been built now, where the BER cert rating is a very high B or an A because they're so Correct. insulated. Um, yes. And whatever system that must be, um, um, you know, air to water, probably a heat pump. 
it, 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 they're nearly all they are nearly all air to water at the moment yeah. um, because the heat pumps what the heat pumps the geothermal heat pumps they go into the ground and they, they extract so the air to the water ground. that's going into the new builds then and the houses are so insulated very much so with double doors and everything like they're incredibly warm um, correct they're the ones that will have tiny energy costs every year aren't they yeah, yeah. yes exactly that so like th- that is the way forward but you know how many houses in the country point something something percent zero zero point something something percent of, of houses in the country of that at the moment yeah. you have to think of you know you have to think of all the houses that were built in the last boom you know the end of the zero nines tens you know there was tens of thousands of houses built to that standard to a certain a certain standard back then which is not acceptable these days. No, and a lot of them were thrown up and they wouldn't have been the greatest. But having said all of that, could you imagine in the older houses, would, would you say that a huge amount of the energy costs from gas to heat the, the heat the rads or the fires or the coal or turf, that most of it is firstly going up the chimney and secondly out through the walls? Correct. Yeah. And out through the windows. Yeah. And the windows. Yeah. yeah. Heartbreaking. Oh, there's, no, there's, there's no easy fix on this. There's no cheap fix, put it like that. All right, my man, you know thanks the- for that. Thanks for that. Text okay. 0868 Take care, Brian. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818 Red FM. You think about all of the different alternatives because electric cars are one way to go, right? I understand all of that. But there was a bizarre story in the Telegraph for the weekend that said, and this is the UK, whether it could happen here, I don't know. They... They've got an energy regulator over there and they have an energy price cap, which we have as well. And they lifted that and allowed those energy providers to increase the charge to customers on a standard tariff by 80%, right? So you're plugging in your car at home, you're going to the different charging points and you're going to find, they say in the UK, that some of the electric cars, and they look at the Kia e-Nero with a 64.8 kilowatt battery as an example, they say that some electric cars could soon be more costly to run than petrol motors when they compare the price of a full charge versus the price of a tank of, of petrol. So a lot of text on this, oil, gas, turf and electric uh, all going up because very few can afford it. Do they want us to freeze? Uh, so no gas, no oil, no burning turf, just electric to heat your home while you pay extortionate prices. And now the threats of blackouts. That makes perfect sense, as Milas. Next, they'll be saying we have no other choice but to have nuclear power plants. Um, um, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, but even at that, wouldn't they? Even if even if that was cheap to produce nuclear power, wouldn't they still find a way of charging you top dollar for it? Uh, where is electricity coming from? It's imported from countries which still operate nuclear power plants. You can't be green if you import stuff from a dirty country, says Cornelia. And Susan says, absolute lunacy. No way could I afford to change my heating system, plus all of the insulation needed. Electric cars? Sure, they're just another farce, says Susan. They're grand for kind of urban living, I'd say, and urban driving and things like that, aren't they? But any of the longer distance stuff, I don't think they've, until they put a solar panel on the roof of an electric car, uh, you're always at the, at the mercy of uh, range anxiety. As someone once said to me, Neil, the Irish are a nation of thinkers, not doers. And it's a shame because if they bothered to do it, uh, because if they bothered to do it, how things would change rather than thinking and change for the better. Uh, for them and a nation. And Anne-Marie says, uh, for God's sake, what is Eamon Ryan thinking of? We live in a cold country. How does he expect us to heat our homes? 
He's banning turf, coal, now oil and gas. It's a complete joke. Well, oil and gas burners, I suppose, if you like, on new bills. But uh, they'll come after the rest of them again at some stage. But back just to the government increases uh, with regards to their wages. A lot of texts on that, so keep them coming. Um, any chance Sinn Féin might be commenting on this? They seem very vocal on everything else, says Declan. What would they do right now? Write a blank check? Don't know, Declan. I really don't know how to answer that one. It's unbelievable the so-called government could even begin to think about accepting their elaborate pay hikes to their wages. What do they do it for? They don't earn it. Look at Cork. Three sitting clowns in government. And they've done nothing for the city or county. Their expenses are worth more to them than an average person would make in a year. They're all landlords receiving huge kickbacks from their houses and all of their other business interests. Not to mention the money made perhaps from other politicians in the past with their brown envelopes. Well, I, the only thing I can say about that is, as far as I know, all of that kind of nonsense is now gone. Anyway, PJ says the level of corruption is astounding and they're all at it. And we've seen it this week with Donnelly and Troy, the latest ones to be caught out with rental income. You can be guaranteed that they're not the only ones at it. Um, and... Uh, goes on then to talk about uh, Donnelly and issues like that which I can't broadcast but keep the rest of the text coming text 0868-104-106 pick up the phone on 0818-104-106 which is exactly what Paddy O'Brien did he advocates for the elderly Paddy good morning good morning Neil uh, I'm just listening I just heard the news down now what Emily Ryan is proposing well he's proposing he's proposing a ban on um, you know not necessarily old oh, homes oh, but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, like, uh, you see, but uh, 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 oh, gas burners in two twenty five. That's the that's the gist that's of the story. That's the general gist of it. Yeah, you wouldn't be able you wouldn't well, be I mean, able to, you wouldn't be able to build a home in twenty twenty five with an oil or a yeah. gas burner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can tell you something. I've never seen so many elderly people getting in central heat. Elderly people getting in central heat with the last ten years for the simple reason. It is easy on them. They'll come downstairs in the morning trying to light a fire. They wouldn't have the, they wouldn't have the strength in someone else, right? It's, it's just all just expensive. I understand. Easy. It's a no, lot of work, yeah. It's a messy job it, as well. It's a, an, awful, an, an awful lot of work. Now, I just, that's disgraceful. I, I go to another point you're making there about the, the TD salaries. Uh, the, um, the elderly people at the moment are just hoping they get a realistic increase. And as I said, okay, on your program, this day of giving elderly people five euro, that's gone. It has to be 2025. But you, you were quite... Did he say that last week, Varadkar? I wasn't here. Did he say no blank check for the elderly this winter? That's right. That's right, he did. He did. And another, another so is thing. it likely to be what a fiver, is it? Uh, you know, in the, in the budget. He was speaking, and yes. And the, uh, the bigger organisations work with the elderly uh, have been sort of tormenting the Minister of Finance and talking about at least 20 euro. But you, I'm, I'm creating this situation with the, the, the increase the TDs got. The, the TDs got 125 increase in the week, in one week. When you break down the, uh, when you break down the, the latest well, the, wage the, increase? The, the, the 6,500. The 6,500. And here we are, elderly people. They, they, they might get 15. They might get, they might get 15. Now, the, the elderly are being treated very, very, very badly. And now with this, um, the, the cost of food, the cost of everything, 
I mean, I, I don't know how they have to update. Have you heard about it? There's the statement from Malone this morning saying that many are turning off their fridges and won't turn on the gas cooker. Well, that's happening in Cork. That's happening in Cork. I'm coming across people and they're going to bed, bed early to avoid electricity in the television and, and, and in the house. And I mean, that's absolutely incredible. And I said to these people, look, the television doesn't, is not costing that much money. But I mean, yeah, I mean, what, what people are doing at this point in time to save, to save money. I know uh, this elderly gentleman who, who drives a car and um, he, before he said he could in a trench with that amount would keep him going for a fortnight. No, he said he's down. He just keeps him for less than a week. No, the elderly are very, very badly hit, and somebody you has wouldn't to be doing much driving a week on twenty euro petrol. I can tell you. No, 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 just no, no, no. With this, no, and 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 the situation is this: is that um, people were hoping that there would this would be a surprise, a uh, surprise budget, and there would be a realistic increase. No, they're really getting a surprise now when they find out that uh, in 2025, all burners and gas burners. And, like, what, what is going to replace those? What, what's the suggestion? Well, there's an updated what's story the now that I've been handed saying that oil and gas boilers are to be banned from being installed in both new and existing homes over government plans. So existing think, yeah. homes as well. Existing. If you, yeah, for instance, yeah, had yeah. a gas boiler in 2025 in your home and it broke no. down and you needed a new one, you wouldn't be allowed to buy one. Well, that's, that's just, this is just, oh, I mean, we have no idea how this is going to upset elderly people, quite honestly. I mean, the worry, the worry of this and all now, at this point in time, they have a worry at the moment. They just got through the COVID. No doubt his massive increase. No, they're trying to, no, it's all bad news, bad news, bad yeah. news so uh, for elderly people. Yeah. But the only, cha- the only chance, really, is that the Greens don't get re-elected in the next general election, isn't it? They, they won't be. They actually will not be elected. I mean, I speak to a lot of people around the country, and I mean, the Greens, no, they are what I call a switch-off for people now. They have no interest whatsoever in what the Greens are saying. They're not genuine, they're not sincere. I mean, I mean they are coming up with absolutely crazy. I mean, it's okay for uh, everyone to come on television making that announcement, but who they do affect? Affect, affect people who are not well off. They affect the poor. It's an awful worry for a uh, pensioner, an elderly person, hearing a story like that, isn't it? it, 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 It's just. They can't afford to service their boilers anyway, as it is, so they can't. I said they can't afford to service their boilers as it is. Oh, no, no, not at all. No, 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 no. They can't. I mean, out of this, out of their, their pension, they wait. They can barely have it, have enough food. But you speak about now, uh, well, what an owner thing. That's one hundred percent correct. Elderly people at the moment are denying themselves, um, letting the light on in the kitchen, letting them go to bed. Uh, another lady told me she's love going to bed early and read her, uh, her, her library book, and she had a bedside lamp <coughs> gone. I know we talk about Russia and the invasion of Ukraine, but a lot of this is to do with greed for the big, huge producers of oil and gas, your BPs, your Shells, your Exxon, who are making billions every three months in profit. Because when the prices are high, demand, demand drives price increases. So because there's less of it available, Shell makes more profit. That's right. That's perfectly right. And then... It's the, the thousands and thousands and thousands uh, of elderly people throughout the country as a result of this, this, they're, they're actually 
something. That's right. I, mean, That's I, right. I, I, was, I, I think the last Sunday week, yes, yes, Sunday week, I went to visit with a, another lady, and she was just telling me that she, she, it, for the last week, it was cold at night. She said she was camping on the heat. She just scared. She has a she has a wind bar heater, and it's trying to explain to just she put needs, it on for half. No, 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 no. It's just that people. But why would anybody be using it? You know those two bar electric heaters. They are the yeah, most yeah, expensive yeah. things to run. Yeah, but it, they're I also quite dangerous to an elderly person. Yeah, I think what's going to happen now we see a lot of superstars coming back again. I know, but yeah. And, yeah. And, and like, how would you respond just very quickly? Pat here says, what are pensioners doing with all of their money? They're probably the best paid pensioners in the Western world. In a lot of countries, government don't even pay pensioners at all. How would you respond to a text like that? Uh, but what, I, what I'm saying is this. People like Justice Ireland, people like alone, people, big organizations have spent months and months and months looking at how elderly people have been treated. And they're saying from the opposite that the elderly people are heading, they're heading, heading for poverty. And the doctor, um, Dr. Yeah. Uh, Liam, uh, um, uh, the man from, from Justice Ireland, he said about 10% of the Irish people are in poverty at the point in time. Yeah. They can't live in what they get for the simple, simple reason that for everything is expensive, everything is expensive. I mean, they, they, they always had ASB bills uh, some years ago. I don't know which government it was, but I had a budget that the government took away from elderly people the free units they were getting. Subsequently, as a result of that, the elderly then had a bigger, a bigger ASB bill every, every, every Yeah, and a bigger, every shop, and a bigger shopping bill as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right. exactly. I mean, there are a lot of expenses there. Uh, I think the sad what I want to tell you that I spoke to a lady recently, and she, she said that, she was telling me how she's trying to manage, and it's very difficult. And she said, "You won't believe this." Honey, she said, "Last week I had to I had to draw draw money out of want the money she was saving for her funeral, and that actually was just pathetic, pathetic that this was happening." I, I can't think. I, I I think that um, I I, I know that the, the trouble has been caused with the, with the Russian and the Ukrainian affair, but I think the government must look at the situation in relationship. Realistic, a decent, a decent increase. Increase in the bring upcoming the budget. Yeah. Bring, bring, bring in, uh, bring in the free fuel scheme. Extend the period. Uh, increase the payment. Increase the payments and return the units. The SBUs removed from the elderly six or seven years ago. Okay, thanks, Paddy. As always, Paddy O'Brien uh, on oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up on the conversation. You can always text text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six back after ten. Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from four for Dave Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from four. Dave Max Drive. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. Text away to your heart's content. And people are, Joe says, oil, gas, turf, electric as well, because few can afford. They want us to freeze this wintertime. Uh, we can't, we can find, I, I knew that Ukrainian refugees will be involved in this mix at some stage this morning. We can find millions for Ukrainian refugees and housing for them, but our own are struggling. Then the exchequer takes an extra six billion last month, yet the government can't do much to help. So why the hell aren't we reopening our coal and turf power stations? This will at least drive the price of electricity down in the short term. We can go green 
once the technology and infrastructure is in place, or perhaps we should look at nuclear power. An interesting text, and you're right on the money there. The extra six billion last month the Exchequer took was in corporation tax, and an awful lot of that came from the top ten multinational companies that are based here in Ireland. Uh, do they think the Irish people are going to pay and delete all the gas boilers and pay to install air to water? People are starting to plan to go off the grid, and I will be too. Not quite sure how you go about that. I'd love to hear. Are you talking about maybe solar panels or what? Um, or just turning off energy? Just like the water charges, mass civil objection should come by way of not paying the VAT and standing charges on your bills. Pay for what you use. Yes, um, says Bobby. Well, wouldn't they cut you off then? Wouldn't they just keep on adding the VAT and the standing charges to bill after bill after bill and then ultimately cut you off? Maybe if everybody did it, though. Elderly people should be bussed to the warm homes of the TDs to stay warm this winter. TDs have failed the elderly, failed the innocent, the vulnerable people that built this country. And none of these TDs will be cold and let's get them uh, into their homes. Uh, or maybe swap, get the TDs into an elderly person's home for a week or See what they think a night without any heat in the middle of January or November or December. If every household in Ireland refuses to pay the electricity and gas bill, then only things will change. It will cost the companies too much to disconnect the whole country. Morning, if the heat pump is installed with solar PV panels, that will reduce your cost. Yes, but at what cost, right? Uh, morning, you asked a question this morning on air. I got the air to water installed last year. In March, our bills that were always 170 for that time of the year turned out to be over 400. For July and August, it was 170, whereas last year, it was only 90. They, your bills went up with an air to water installation. They went up. I'm not misreading that text. They went up. Uh, none of our gas comes from Russia. All our gas is from the North Sea. We should not be affected by Russian gas unless we've promised our gas to Europe. Okay, all right. Well, what I do know is the Russians have so much of it that they can sell and store. They are now just burning it up into the sky. If the government thinks they're in solidarity with the people, why don't they turn the heating off in the doll? Good point. Well said. Uh, on TD's pay increases, I think, what, what figure did I give earlier this morning? Was it 6800 a year as the latest increase to a TD's wage packet? Um, Neil was on about the TD wage rises and he forgot to say that if this is passed, it will be backdated from February. If we get a rise in the budget, we have to get, we have to wait weeks for that to happen. Yeah, it will be passed and it will be backdated. So they'll get a nice little lump sum. Um, and as well as that, an awful lot of people are saying, like I, I was re- talking to somebody recently and I was asking them the different reasons why, say, doctors and nurses and medics are going to Australia or going to uh, New Zealand. There are a lot of reasons which are evident to all of us. But somebody was telling me that one of the reasons is if you're a doctor and you're interning in different hospitals, you have to move around, right, within the Irish health system and you go from one hospital to the next and then to the next. Every time you move hospitals, every time you move to continue learning to be a doctor, they put you back on emergency tax again, right? And then you're waiting weeks and weeks again to get that sorted, right? And you're living on peanuts because everything's gone on emergency tax. That's another reason uh, for fear that there wasn't enough of them for you. 
Text 0868104106. More on this after the break. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818104106. Red FM. Okay, I'll come back to calls in a couple of seconds. Just something that I want to mention. Paddy O'Brien in his conversation with me said that the elderly are afraid to turn on their television because of the amount of electricity it takes to run the TV. Can I just say that in the scale of things, the amount of electricity that's actually used to run your television set is tiny. And that's one thing that you don't need to be turning off for the bit of company or watching your favourite TV shows, shows, your television. It's absolutely tiny. I was mentioning the most um, you know, effective way of cooking in the home, they say, is by microwave. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot of things you can't do in a microwave and you never will be able to do in a microwave as opposed to an oven. But I just went back to it to dig out. I just wanted to dig out the, um, the different costs for electrical appliances in the home, right? Because I was a bit worried there when Paddy said that uh, the elderly aren't turning on the television. Now, this is um, research from the London Economics. So these numbers are in pence, UK pence. But I can't imagine there's a whole lot of difference, really. The same rules apply. But what they did was, right, they looked at the 30 most expensive electrical items to run in the home and how much they'd cost for an hour on average. Um, now, an electric shower came out as the most expensive thing that you will ever run in your home, right? But who runs an electric shower for an hour, right? Many people wouldn't. You'd be in and out and, well, I'd be in and out in two or three minutes. Family members of mine would be in there for maybe close on an hour for sure. Uh, but anyway, so the electric shower is the most expensive electrical item in the home. It's even more so than the average hour cost to heat your home. It's ahead of that. It's nearly twice as expensive. But as I say, you know, when you break it up per hour, who, who has an electric shower running every hour, every day? After that, then, it's any kind of an electric heater. Yeah. And then you move to the oven, particularly the fan-assisted ovens. Because the fan-assisted oven might be a great thing, but you're burning an awful lot of extra power to turn the fans. After that, I mean, the kettle because of what it does and the element that does to get so hot to heat that water from cold to boiling. That's number five, the most expensive item in the home. So what we have is the electric shower running your heating system and any kind of electric heater, a fan-assisted oven, and then followed by uh, the kettle. A hairdryer, another one. That comes in as sixth, huge amounts of heat generated in a tiny piece of equipment. The tumble dryer comes in at seven, the dishwasher at eight, a toaster comes in at nine, and an iron comes in at number 10. The rest of them then drop way down. And as I said, the appliance in the kitchen, the microwave, the most cost effective. And then right down to tiny little things like, you know, charging your mobile phone or the cost of turning on a light bulb, tiny amounts of money. The big ticket item there is the electric shower. Uh, that generates the highest energy costs, but they worked it out per hour. But you know what? I came across um, a company called Seabox Group recently. They're a car company. And their plan is to build... Somewhere in the region of 1,500 new modular homes in a factory in Glanmire. Now, I've looked at their website and I've seen some of the uh, computer-generated images of what modular homes look like. And apparently, they can be built and assembled on your site, right, in as short a time as eight weeks. And we were asking them the cost of a three-bedroom house. So a three-bedroom house, three-bedroom modular home on your own site, 200 grand. And they look very futuristic and very, very attractive, I have to say. But let's drill into it a little bit more, particularly into the areas of of running costs and 
you know, energy costs and what have you. Patrick Hogan is the CEO of Seabox. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I, I, am I accurate there in everything I've said heretofore? You could be in in eight weeks. You guys would assemble and build it in, in Glamour and then move Glamour. it to the site, is it? Correct, yeah. Yeah, it's 95% uh, done off-site and then delivered on-site. And normally three, three to four days, depending, uh, uh, most of that would depend on if there's extra things to be, to be spec by an engineer. So we're, we're, we're very design-led. So the design team, our architects are from Cork, our engineers are from Cork. So it, it's very design-led. But yes, okay. in most simple uh, occasions, it will be that. Because I look at some of the photographs on your, on your website, are they, is that a brick front? Yeah, so, so, so there's a couple of different variations. I, so see, I, see, wood, I see wood, and, but I also see brick. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, what that would be known as is brick slip. Um, so you have insulation and then you have a render, like brick slip render outside. Um, it, 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 can be, it can meet any uh, uh, local planning uh, regulations that need to be... To so is it brick or brick follow. effect? Brick effect. Okay, really. brick okay, effect. okay. So, but, but it, lo- it, it, looks, it, it looks like it fits into every area. Because some of them look like very, very typical townhouse terraces, right? But yeah. others then are kind of very kind of Scandinavian looking. Help me out here in yeah. the description. They're modular. You could imagine yeah, you could probably they, add another. You could just literally add another room to it, kind of thing. Is it? Yeah. No. Completely. You're you're right. And and I, I think uh, obviously the housing issue we've experienced here for the last number of years, and still trying to do a small bit to to get get to a, a place where everyone has a home. Um, but it, it dynamic construction, in, in a way of dynamic construction, a lot of people start in a, what, what we call a starter home um, and then your family grows and you have to move out because you, you, you can't grow, you, your home can't grow with you. Where with this system, it can. So you can add, uh, so let's say three years time, you need to add another two rooms or a room it can be built off-site and installed on-site. And is this, the, is this the way of the future? I mean, is this how it's rolling out across the world? I mean, the, are the yeah. Germans at it, the Scandinavians, the French, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a 34-storey um, modular building in New York City as well. So uh, it, it can go up. The, the hundreds, uh, hundreds of projects have been done around the world with... With, with multiple stories okay. from yeah. low rise to, to high rise. Okay, so for the same, and thank you for asking that question. A three bedroom house under two hundred thousand euro, um, yeah. clearly on your own site. So, so I get all of that. But what are you getting? So, so the the idea is a turnkey finish. So, a, a lot of people when they buy a new house, you have to get the tiles done, you have to get the the flooring done. It's builder finish. Where our, our our model and our our, our our dynamic way of construction is to provide everything in a turnkey solution. Okay, so I, I arrive at the front door, having designed it with you, you know, in in advance. Probably, you know, right. I can kind of spec it myself. But just yeah. say typically, open the front door. What do I see? Your 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 couch, your kitchen in, your flooring down. It's turnkey and ready. <laughs> I mean, like your wooden floors, they're in if you want them. Yeah. Carpet, yeah. your your three piece suite, your cooker, your all your yeah. white goods. Yes, yes, and and and, and our, our 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 model as well is that we want to work with the customer. We want to keep the customer for for a number of years, so that we we're there to help them if they need something else. So all our all our white goods, 
come with a five year warranty. And do you have any kind of walk through online video, you know, where you can do the, you know, the, the, the 3D video where you can walk around? Yeah, no, we, we, we do have them. And we also have a VR section as well. So you can put on a VR headset once we open in Glamour and walk through your, your house before your, we go to production on the house. Isn't that incredible? Isn't, well, okay. And then, okay, so it's literally, in you go, be- beds and everything, built-ins. Yeah, 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 yeah everything. <laughs> it, 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 work, it works better than that way because then, then you're actually in your house than having builders there all the time. <laughs> so so oh, it, it's the idea of making it a personal home. It's creating a home, not a house. And that, 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 that's... Okay, so what about insulation then and energy yeah. costs? Because that we were talking about this morning and yeah. I was keen to find I, I, out I, I, what's the story with Smart Modular in that area. Yeah, so, so we're an A-rated house. So we meet all the building regulations uh, uh, and, and that. And you were talking... A-rated. Air, air, yeah, A-rated, yeah. Um, but but we were ta- you were talking this morning about, about the heat pumps and that, right? So part of the building regulations, I won't bore you with it, but means that you have to have let's say, your, your heat source, and then you have to have your uh, your renewable contribution, which is your air-to-water uh, system. Then. So how, how, how is the energy driven through these modular homes? What is it? It, it would be air-to-water air, air uh, systems. So, so the energy air. costs then, estimate them on an annual basis. Uh, well, they, they, that's, the, that's the vision for, for myself for the last six years is to bring bills down. And I totally agree with you that it is expensive when you're, you're using electricity all the time. And it, it needs to be a, 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 an open approach to putting in uh, like your, your PV panels on the roof and putting in a, a battery into it to... But you don't, but, okay, but, you're, but the modular home doesn't come with a solar panel on the roof that's powering your own electricity. It, 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 it can. Okay. Well, yeah, but that would add to the cost of it. Yeah. But say the standard, when we get back to the three-bedroom house under 200, fully yeah. fitted and ready to go, what would the average energy cost be if with the so air-to-water system? An A-rated house should have bills of about 350, 370 euros. That's that's what the what? FDI guide 370 euro what? A year. <laughs> well, that's what the FDI guide is at. But is it, it's, you know, does that actually happen in reality? Uh, it's probably not. It depends how many times you use it, how many times you open your windows. There, a lot of engineering goes into it. But, but it, 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 there, there, there is smarter people and definitely smarter people than me coming up with a lot of these systems. But even if it um, was twice that a year, 1500 a year, like, yeah. it's still it, significantly it, it, it le- less. It, it, it would be great, but, but the, the, the air-to-water system, the, the heat, they take the hot air from your house and reuse it in, in, in to heat your hot water, they, they are revolutionary. So I have to say that. Okay. They are expensive. All right. Okay. And, and, and clearly, obviously, then, you design, build, install, furnish, and even finance if people want it. Yeah. You're going to build 1,500 of these in 12 months, is it? Yeah, that's the plan next year. Where? I've, uh, in Glamour. So it's a new facility. We just purchased uh, a new line in Glamour. Amazing. So, and where, yeah. where will all of the raw materials come from? Well, everything, every obviously we source as much as possible from Ireland. Yeah. Um, but it's around the world is is the materials. Most containers uh, and uh, and that come from China via UK via wherever. Um, 
but it, 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 it's trying to source as much local as possible and build other businesses with us because everyone it, 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 we obviously care about cars. That's incredible but, because that's half the cost of a traditional three bedroom semi in Glanmire unfurnished yeah. Yeah. with nothing in it. They're yeah. like, they're 370, 380, 4, 430, 470 and over in a state that's gone closer to 470 now. And, and we, we did, there, is, there is a vision and it's been, it's been my vision for the last six years to, to develop a, the first ever smart village and that w- would be cost effective. So we put, instead of having a heating system in every house, we would have a heating system and a district system so there's less cost communal to, heating but there's got to be yeah. a downsize to this are they like shoe boxes or what no no you, you build it to your size so it, it, again as we're design led you're building it to your own size so there's I, I, I've been in a lot of modular houses and we've done projects uh, for uh, in, in New York City and in different places around the world and they're, they're perfect so if you wanted another bedroom you Add a unit. Plonk it at the back or at the side yeah. or on top. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's re, it's, I, I know, I know it's, it's different to the, the traditional build here, but it's a different uh, mindset I think we need to... Obviously, you were talking all morning about, about energy costs. How many rooms in your house doesn't need to be heated? Do you know? Um, and, and you're obviously heating all the spaces in your house. Yeah, but I'd say the way we are now, people have cottoned on to that. They're lit- they, if they don't have zoning heating systems, which are very handy, they probably yeah, have literally handy. gone around and turned off rads and rooms that they're just not in, you know? I mean, yeah, no, yeah, no completely. But again, it's, it's, it's the water going around the system to it. It, it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all just trying to think, it's more of a smarter yeah. in the way we do things. And this is the way forward. This, this is the future then. This is the future. In every way, smart technology, smart building of houses, sustainable systems, very, very cheap electricity and, well, as I shouldn't say that, energy costs. And do you expect to have a big take-up on this? Yeah, no, to be be honest, we we haven't really talked to anyone else yet, uh, 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 and this is the the first announcement from us, uh, from Smart Modular, but we've had a lot of interest with, uh, with engineers and architects who have seen this system and know how it works around the world and are delighted to be able to work with it. So we, we have a couple of projects in the line. Of course, you have to get your own site, but would it would ever be the case where we'd build housing estates like this? Yeah, so that's the idea of the Smart Modular Village. Uh, uh, that's, my, that's my idea. And I, I'm already in early, early talks on, on a couple of projects for that as well. So, so could we have a Smart Modular Village in a satellite village or town Newly, did I read that somewhere recently? They're talking about a, I don't know, was it Carrick Tool or Watergrass Hill or something like that? Yeah, I, I remember seeing an article, yeah, uh, about that. But we, it, they, there's a couple of things that might be closer to home for, for all of us than, than, than just out, 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 the, out in the satellite towns. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I, it'd be, it'd be, I think it's, uh, I think it's amazing. I really and truly do. And I hope things fly for you. And it's great that it's a core company. So if people want to yeah. follow up on this conversation. How do they go about it? So it's just smartmodular.ie. Uh, there's a very, very simple form uh, on the website, so it's everywhere. Um, you can you can just put in your details, uh, put in what you what you actually require, and then we'll come back to, to all, the, all the customers. And Would that. a bank give you a mortgage for this uh, home like that? It, we're, we're we're actually in the process right now of of, of getting uh, uh, that through underwriters and that as well. So. Good um, man, you really are doing all of the due diligence and taking all of the boxes. So far, so good. Long may it yeah. continue for you, though. Well done, Patrick. Do stay in touch, all right? 
I will name. Cheers to that. Thank and you. that web and the address again, smartmodular.ie. Cheers, my man. Take care for now. Cheers. That's fantastic. Patrick Horgan, CEO of Seabox Core Company. Between now and the end of 2023, they'll have built 15 hundreds of those. Uh, homes in the factory in Glanmire. Text 0868104106. Calls on the way. Get it off your chest. Text the Neil Brinderville Show now. 0868104106. Red FM. Actually, you look at uh, costs per unit um, of things that we use in the home. The whole story regarding the electric shower, of course. Uh, you could blow that out of the water because nobody really runs it per hour. It should be broken down. And in fairness, Bonkers did just that. They actually looked at the running of an electric shower for 10 minutes, not for an hour, for 10 minutes. And it drops down into third place when you do that. The biggest burner, apparently, is the immersion. And that's why you should have some kind of a timer or some kind of a clock for the flutes who forget to turn it off. You included, maybe, and all of us. So this, the immersion is number one, right? 174 for a uh, two-hour use. Uh, tumble dryer comes in at number two. An hour's drying will cost you 87 cents. Now, these figures, don't know how up to date they are because uh, that could have gone way up since the recent increases. So I won't drill into it too much. So it's the immersion, the tumble dryer, then the electric shower, then your dishwasher, then your iron, and then it falls way down to induction cooking and the running of fridge freezers. But the big ones, the immersion, the tumble dryer, the electric shower, the dishwasher. Um, I could say that wash them by hand, but then, of course, you have to generate the hot water and all that kind of stuff that goes with it and the iron. But it did break down in bunkers, and I love this. For anybody that might be panicked as an elderly person turning off the television, if you watch four hours television on your TV of a night at home, right, it will cost you 23 cent. So I wouldn't be terribly worried about the cost of TV for three or four hours of an evening. I mean, it's probably the best value you will get in the evening is to sit down and watch a bit of television and get the company and a bit of enjoyment out of it. Anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Text 0868104106. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? You, you have a big house. You described it as I a have, big I, I, I say two, two, two A's. Two A's. I just, you're not talking about figures too much, so let me give you my figures. So my ESP, but up to the new increase, though, there's an increase in October, you know, but up to now, what I'm paying is 80 euro a month for ESB, that's 20 a week, and 110 euro for gas per month, which is about 25 or something, 28 per month. No, hang on a second now. Week, you're, sorry, oh, week, yeah, sorry, yeah, so the, uh, it's nearly 200 a month for your electric and gas. And gas, yeah, that'd be right. See, so therefore, what we're doing at the moment is we're cutting back everywhere we can in order to reduce those figures. But they are going up, as you know, by 30%. Yeah. So, so how can you words, keep your, your ESB costs in a nearly a 3,000 square foot Well, home? I have a timer. I have timers and I have zones and I watch it. And uh, like the shouting match that goes on when the immersion is left on, there's someone put up against the wall and shot. <laughs> That type of thing, as usual, which happens in most houses. So we're very careful and watch what's happening. And um, and are you warm? Are, are you warm at twenty euro a week at ESB and twenty five euro a week in gas? Well, see, we don't turn on any heating during the day. Like even though I'm should be retired, I'm still out working every day. So really, we don't ever turn anything on until after t- after dinner in the evening. Yeah. Uh, or unless it's very very cold in the winter and you get an afternoon. So you zone, uh, you zone in for an hour somewhere just to get one room 
But you'd have all the other doors locked and no other room would be heated. You just do the kitchen. But nobody table. should have to live like that, though, with rooms locked and rads off and well, no, no go sorry, areas. What I mean is, you, I mean, I, no, I mean not just room. you. A lot it's of people are like that. They literally have yeah, cut off. You don't off. need to use a living room when there's no one in the house. So therefore, I don't mean use locked doors closed, I mean. Close your door. No, I know what you're saying. I mean, but uh, turn off the red. Yeah, and just have one, have the red done in the kitchen. But why are we even talking about that when they just gave themselves a seven grand pay increase this year, and last year they got nine grand TDs? But hang on, the TDs are getting their 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 their, their increases based on the national agreement. That's what they're getting the money from. They're part of the national agreement. They are part of the civil service network in the public sector. I understand that. They're the same as guards and teachers and restaurants. So. So they're the same as teachers and guards and all that gang of people who get paid according to the civil service rate. Yeah, but, so but not all civil servants would get that 6-8. It depends on what grade or what level you're at. So the teacher doesn't get that amount, depending on how long well, they're in service. Get, well, he must get some of it, must he? Oh, he or she gets a portion of it, depending on how long. A TD automatically gets... A very well, high no, rate. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> well, I can tell you that they're on a very high clerical grade. Yeah, obviously, as someone said this morning, if they make the decisions themselves, they made sure to look after themselves. As many of them are teachers and made sure they looked after themselves as well over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Anyway, um, we can't do much about that now. And then there are a lot of people there who are complaining about them. Why don't they stand? I stood one time and I didn't get in, but I stood. Do you know what I mean? Did you stand as independent yeah. locally or nationally? No, I stood for the PDs. I stood for the PDs. Okay, yeah. okay. I stood in a few lectures. But it's the greatest experience you'll ever get. But it's dumb. Tell these people who do all the talking to shut up. Stand up. Why was, it, why was it the greatest experience ever? Oh, God, the people you met, the experiences you came across. You saw behind it all how hard some of these councillors work. My God, some of them are never off. I even, five years after an election, there was a flood in an area near me. And I got phone calls from people said, aren't you a councillor? Yeah. Come down and fix our flood. If I you'd voted for me. Yeah, but in spite of what's happening in the Ukraine, right? And how that's driving the cost of energy. If you park all of that, in the 40 years that I've been on air, all I've seen is no change, regardless of what politician or what party has been in. All I've seen, and many people like me have just seen it get worse and worse and worse. Housing, rent, health, wages, even even big Irish companies paying minimum wage and zero hours contracts. Yeah, yeah, Everybody right, now is just getting it. I'm familiar with the housing area. The moment, at the moment, the cost, the cost of building a house outside of the site is 107 to 200 per square foot. Now, the thing about the, the what you were talking having air to water, that means you've only one bill, you've only one electric bill. I have two bills, I have electric and gas, whereas the guys know with the air to water is one bill, electric bill. Now, I'm assuming they're going to gain by having air to water, and I have an extra... If it's an A-rated home, and it's brand new, and it's got uber-ultra insulation. All the microfilm houses, they're all A-rated absolutely to the end, like you couldn't even puff... You could get a puff inside them. That's right. And yeah. I'm told that um, the air to water is working very well. Yes, but, but that's fine. Anybody. That's fine. But if you had, like, not everybody has a new home and can't be looking at air to water or can't be looking at heat pumps because they're huge money and they don't have A rating, so they're, it's actually going to cost them to put them in and their yeah, bills won't have, change. 
But is the SEI grand spread? I haven't looked. Ah, you might be said. lucky to get three grand or something for a twenty grand I installation. The net might be about ease. The net cost of putting in an air to water pump net would be around eight grand. I'd love to see those That'd figures right. if you had them, Michael. I'd love but to I'm see. I'm only them. getting this from ter- third parties who I asked to give me a quote for uh, if I was going to do my house. I think mine would cost twelve. And what's your rating? Oh God, I haven't sure I bought the house before rating started, so I don't know. You never got a ra- well, lad. I'd stay, I I'd stay away that. from any of those energy efficient systems until you know I'd what the rating is. I'd see IBSC. Because I have one fireplace. I have a fireplace. I, I turn on the fireplace every year. We buy coal. We buy a few bags every October, November. So we do turn on the fire, uh, which of course is an extra cost again. So therefore, that would down my, my rate to probably a C. Yeah. You'd have, to, you'd have to close up the fireplace, right? Oh, you have, have to, to break it up. Well, <laughs> don't use gas anyway. Don't use coal. All right, my man. I Thanks for taking the call. ESB 20 a week, gas at 25 to 30 a week. Uh, meanwhile, Vince, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm good. Uh, you wanted to pick up on energy costs, wasn't it? Or is it to do with yeah. the exorbitant wage increases the TDs give themselves? Yeah, an interesting point on the... Uh, if you print off and look at an ESB bill, just a standard Electric Ireland bill... Right, you have standing charge. What's that about? The standing charge is the cost. I asked them about that. I think the standing charge is the cost that it will cost them to get the electric current into your house, or the gas pipe and the gas into your home. It's already in. It should be abolished. The government should now abolish standing charge in the story. PSO levy. What's that about? Abolish it. Uh, that's what the government should do in the budget. And thirdly, the, three, the third item that's on the, on the list, VAT, abolish it. So when a customer from any energy company gets their bill, it should be tariff, what you use, pay the bill. Michal Martin would really want to get the finger out and start dealing with this. They did nothing on, on petrol or diesel in April. They collected $400 million and they took, for every 10 euro of diesel and petrol, they took five. And they did, they sat on it, they did nothing. They are now doing nothing. And it's amazing. It's dropping now, though. You're, it's not going to be too long when you see unleaded in the 170s. Let's say that could, only, that could happen quite quickly. 178 in Balavorni on Saturday. Yeah, I see. It's, yeah, That's yeah, the lowest yeah, yeah. You probably won't get that in the standing. city, but you will. I saw it myself over yeah. in Clare and Shannon. 180, 179.9 kind of thing. But the tax they're taking is astronomical. Like all this thing, standing charge, standing charge to me, the electricity is already in. There's no servicing. The meter is there. This thing, a standing charge is like going into taxis and saying you're paying for the chair. And then you order the Guinness and you pay for the Guinness as well. Well, it's true. They they call it a standing charge is the costs associated with providing the gas supply into your home. But sure, as you say, that's existing. The one guy, the only guy, you, you, you made a very telling statement there while ago, that in 40 years on, of your show and, and on, on air and different... Life, things, just 40 nothing, years of life, all things have done yeah, has got... Exactly. Nothing, nothing has got nothing better. Has nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. For many, many people, cost of living issues... You talk about Sinn Féin. I rang Thomas School last week. Do you think he'd bother his barony ringing me back? No. I'll give you another classic example of last week, checking for a new doctor for an elderly woman, a neighbour of mine, right? Oh, no. 
medical card, we don't take them. No, and I said to one lady, do you take cash? Oh, yes, we take cash. We take a cash-paying patient. We won't take medical card. Another bloody disgrace. Well, is it, that they've, hit their, is it that they've hit their quota or something, no? Or is it that just... No. Well, this is my opinion. The, is it just that what they're paid wrong. for a medical card patient yeah. from the state it's, is it's too money, small? Money. But, but it's totally discriminatory of not taking a patient with a medical card. It's appalling. I rang Thomas School. He didn't bother his barney to ring me back. So this thing that Sinn Féin are going to be the golden goose that could get us out of all of this, load of rubbish. Well, Absolute load of, load of rubbish. Well, the, uh, one, the, yeah. one par- the one party that I, I was, as I said before, I was brought up in the Fine Gael House. I wouldn't vote Fine Gael or Fine Fall if you paid me. But the only party I see right now that are voicing well and they've gone up in the polls from two or three to five or six is people before profit. Yeah. And they're yeah. organising marches around the country and different things. You know, at least they're making a point for the working and your average person. But what I'm saying... Well, Mick Barry's had loads of these protests. Loads of them. Um, loads. Was, I think there was what another one planned. this morning is abolish the standing charge, abolish the levy, and abolish the VAT. And give us a bill for this winter that's paying for your tariff on electrics okay. only. All right. That's it. Okay. You know, the bottom line. Appreciate it. Thanks, Vincent. Text story at 6-8-104-106. Just on the, you know, talking about getting out and protesting. What? I've nearly said, what blind bit of difference did that make? Well, it did make a blind bit of difference when it came to the water charges. I know, I know that that got quite emotive, actually. And that was a, you know, it wasn't with off its standard standoffs with Angarda Chicana, but people stood their ground. I don't know whether you're talking about the same kind of thing when it comes to, say, changes regarding Bus Connect, which is going to be devastating for housing estates in Cork, I believe. But anyway, Saturday the 17th of September would be the next People Before Profit March with Mick Barry. But what difference have they made, any of these marches? People upset or hitting the streets? Text 0868104106. Helen standing by after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818104106. Corks Red FM. Okay, back to some texts and emails in a moment, but uh, just to call this side of 11. Helen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? They're good, I'm good. The cost of things to families uh, who are robbing Peter to pay Paul. What are your thoughts? Well, I can tell you now, Neil, right? The people are suffering so much. They really truly are. The government are put in there by the people. They have to listen to that, the government, by the people, to work with the people and to make sure that all is provided for, right? They're only working with the EU. They don't see what's going on. That Eamon Ryan is living in a bubble anyway. That's all I'd say about it. Well, it's all very well for him because he goes to work every day where the cost of his heating and lighting is picked up by the taxpayer. Let me just make one point on that, if you will, because an awful lot of people now are working from home, right? So they're going to be in their own homes now across the winter, Working from home. And unless they're going to be going around with quilts around them or four or five layers of clothing and frozen in their own home, they're going to have to heat them to work from home. Are any of the companies that they're working for paying them to heat and light their homes because they're working from home? I bet they're not. And I, no, of course they're not. I think there was something there with the ESB, but not, I don't think there's nothing there with the, um, with the heat. But in fairness, people need to stand up and they need to take back the power of the government. And I don't know, will we ever see change? We need to see more truth than change. And if you look back there at the back benches in May 2022, Fianna did say they will not back Mr. Ryan on the, on the sale of the turf, even on the commercial sale. Uh, he backed he down on that, yeah, but only temporarily, I'd say. 
Yeah, but we have to wait and see where that is going. But there's been a lot more things out there, Neil. And, and if you don't mind me mentioning this, this to you, it's, it's in the Housing Act, the Housing Bill. They've changed that, and a lot of people didn't know anything about that. So they have amended our constitution in the right of the Housing Bill, right? Now, this was done in July of... What changed? Okay, so our private housing, okay? So our right to housing and our private housing, right? That's enshrined into our constitution, okay? It's one of the most important rights in our constitution, along with the Family Act that we have, okay? So they changed that to... The state in particular recognises the common good as included the right to secure affordable, dignified housing appropriate to need for all the residents of Ireland and shall guarantee this right through its law policies and the powers of right. What's wrong with that? Affordable, dignified housing, you said? Well, what they said was they're going to delimit the right to private property where it's necessary to ensure the common good and to vindicate no, you see, I can't follow any of that. What, what, where is the change? Do you want free housing for everybody, is it, or do you want affordable housing for everybody? They're taking away your private rights to your own private property. How? It says the right to affordable housing. And they're taking away the private, the private right to your private housing. How? So they can't. I mean, anybody can go out and buy a private house. Have a, they can, yes, you're right. Well, what they're saying is, right, they're putting it for appropriate to need for all the residents of Ireland. Yeah? What are you reading into that? Because, because if you look back and you see New York, right, and you see families, right, in big houses, okay, they have gone, and so I can't remember what country actually did it, but, you know, your, your listeners might ring in, and they actually went to the people who were having big houses. The government wanted to buy the houses from them, so they put them into, they give them so much for the house, so they'd move them into, you know, uh, if, if you want uh, a couple there now and they live in the big house, so they retire to a small place. Yeah. But isn't that a good I idea? Like, why would you want one person or two people in a private rental house with five bedrooms? Would they not be... Neil, if you if you didn't at all, if your house is there, no, you're breaking up with me. Is it because you're breaking? Up. Just move around. Is it because they might have fond memories of the home? Is it exactly, exactly? You find not only fond memories, but it's probably passed down through generations from the home. But it's only bricks and mortar in the end, though. Would it not be better off to have somewhere smaller to live where you're comfortable and nice and handy to your size and give up the house then for somebody trying to rear a family? No, I wouldn't agree on that because I reckon when you want your it's your home, it's your home. Do you know what I mean? But they did change their thirty ninth amendment of the constitution. They did change that, and that was done through a lockdown, and not many people know about that. Okay, all right. Thanks for that. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Don't be fooled, actually, by the continued profits that the likes of the ESB or Electric Ireland make. Last year, the group announced a ten percent increase in its operating profits to six hundred and seventy nine million euro, of which the state got a dividend of more than half. Um, it's, an, it's just an incredible thing. The increase for August uh, comes after similar hefty price increases in May. Uh, that would be the price of gas and indeed then ultimately that leads on to the price of electricity because they've got 1.1 million customers. So all of the the major utilities in the Republic have pushed through a succession of price increases 
not just in the last six months or 12 months, but in at least the last 18 months. They're all at it, and it's not just energy costs and increases. You've probably noticed it in every single bill. And I believe there's a bit of opportunism going on, certainly, actually, when it comes to car insurance and house insurance. I think, I think they are totally, totally taking the Michael. And then in the real world that we live in, a number of texts on different topics that aren't unrelated, to be quite honest with you. Not unrelated. Um, I'd like to share a story with your listeners. CUH has just announced that it has to cancel chemo treatment for patients, or at least for hematology patients. Chemo treatment. My mother has leukemia, and her treatment this week has been cancelled. It's our understanding that all treatment had been cancelled due to contamination in a compounding lab or pharmacy where the chemo treatments are mixed. Either way, there are many, many people relying on these treatments to stay alive and treat various levels of cancer. As it stands now, we have no idea when my mother's treatment will resume. No alternative hospital has been given for treatment. No help in that regard whatsoever. This is real. It's a genuine concern for people all over Munster uh, who must travel to the CUH for their chemo treatments. And you know what? People do. They really do. I think that this is something that should be highlighted as it's in the public interest. And as it stands, it's difficult to get any information from CUH, says Joanne. Well, we will contact them and ask them when this contamination issue in this lab will be sorted um, and why other alternatives weren't given to people we're on chemo treatment and see what to say on the matter. Uh, just a fast one. Uh, I've only got about three and a half minutes, but a fast call. Patrick Murphy from South Southwest Fisheries. Patrick, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good morning to everybody. Um, oh, do, you, do you have a, again. Yeah, thank you. And do you, but do you have an opinion on the topic this morning, which is oil, gas and energy costs? Of course. Look, this is uh, an impact on everybody in everybody's lives. And the one thing that we need to survive is heat, water, food. And we're messing with that. Like, what happens when uh, the electricity stops? You know, how are we going to provide heating? It's um, it's crazy that, that, that this... You, are you, are you talking system. about maybe blackouts or periods when you're, it'll be shut down, you think, or something like that? Absolutely. <laughs> Do we not remember the storms and uh, storm Ophelia? How many thousands of homes lose electricity in an uh, Yeah, but that's, like? that's an act of weather. Are you, are you mm-hmm. saying that we could see, has anybody said that come the winter time, we'll be getting notices of when the power will be off and we'll be on to candles, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but imagine if you're not allowed to have the candle, what are you going to use then? You know, we heard um, our leader saying that open up the oven door there and uh, that'll provide heat for the house when you're cooking. Oh, right? I'm sure I heard that, this, yeah. This, I uh, but, yeah. But this is the reality of what we're talking about. When you have people making those outlandish, out crazy statements like, how can you have trust in the people that are meant to be governing the country and making massive decisions. Look, people have to understand um, putting energy first is is important. But we have to be very careful of what energy we're looking for. We have government policy now where there's five gigabytes, right, of power. But it's an open checkbook. to create this renewable energy. So I don't think, I don't think in fairness though, if I remember correctly, the Eamon Ryan quote about leaving the oven door open, I think that was just someone mocking him online and putting up a photograph of him pretending it was a quote. So it doesn't be really fair to the guy. It's not necessarily accurate. But what, what are we going to do to make it different? We have Fianna Fáil, the Greens, we have Fianna Gael, we have Sinn Féin. They're, they're all the same kind of cabal, aren't they? 
It could be, but like you know, if you have a, a manager of a football team or any sport that's Ooh, not you sack, you, like you can but sack. You just, that's but you see. But you saw you sacked me, so Fianna Fáil sacked me, Hall Martin. They put in Michael well, McGrath. He, he's going to be replaced. He's going to be replaced by um, uh, Leo Varadkar. That's the deal that they've done. Like there's an opportunity then to look at the performance of your ministers and your cabinet then for a reshuffle and to see who is performing regardless of the deals that you've done just to keep the, the, them in power. Look, we have a minority government and that's what we have at the moment that can be held to ransom by any individual politician if they want to put something across the line. They're a minority government. So the mandate that we always hear about these governments holding now is no longer there. You're in a minority. So with a minority, you need to be um, getting support of people outside of your You government. do, you need to be very yeah. touchy-feely with the small yeah, parties. Well, like, so we wouldn't have a Taoiseach now if the same um, numbers went back into the doll, you wouldn't have Michal Martin or Leo Radker as a Taoiseach because they wouldn't have the majority to vote them in. You'd have a hung doll. But yes, no, we can do this. So for me, I think the game has changed, the mandate has changed and there's too much going on in the world for this government to continue on under um, blackmailing circumstances from independence, you know, and like we've seen, and fair play to him, uh, Matt Sherry, that made sure he had a new, um, very important person put into the medical profession. Yeah, about because all the, politics the, are local. That's so important. You're in, in the doll, whether you're a Healy Ray or whoever, to get the best deal you can for your own locality. You talk on behalf of fishermen. You I mean, do, and, know, and, and like then, we have... We have energy coming into the country outside just to make this point, right? So we met an energy company, 750 uh, megabytes. That's not even one gigabyte for 3 billion euros. Now, I don't know is anybody doing the maths. We've asked for these maths to be done. We're sitting inside in working groups. We put forward loads of proposals. And at the next meeting, we'll be raising those issues with that because they were denied to us. So the TOR, the terms of reference... No, I can't follow any of that. I need to keep the ball on the ground here for someone listening to the programme and they'll be lost with well, that line of... But, but what is certainly sure is that many of the people that you represent, fishing boats and trawlers, are literally trawling over in the Irish Sea or the Atlantic heaps and heaps of gas and oil under the sea. And nobody seems to want to take it up. Well, that's it. But there's anaerobic digesters. There's other... I'm not going to make this complicated, but what I'm going to say to the listeners and be aware of this... The cost of putting offshore wind energy is multiples of putting it on land. Somebody will have to pay for that. So if you're already complaining that it's going to be expensive for your electricity, wait till you see the bills coming from this. We have PSO levies, very simple, that everybody pays for. That PSO levy is to ensure that there's money there to create these carbon neutral energies, right? Yet we have these companies making massive profits. But a punter punter on their bill shouldn't have to pay that. But it's there. Has anybody seen no, the PSO levy? Yeah, it's on your bill, but we shouldn't be paying that. It's the companies who are developing the technology should be paying it. Exactly, but what I'm saying is that we're subsidised companies in case they don't have enough money to do this, yet they have massive profits. So why isn't the PSO levy being removed from our bills? This is a matter of government, so they're talking about giving money back to the people. These are simple measures that you could make as a politician and put forward. Get rid of levies, get rid of standing levies, get rid of standing, standing, well, even the banks have charges that are daft, we know that. So maybe all of those, VAT VAT should be gone, excise duty should be looked at. But then the country would grind to a halt, wouldn't it? But no, because here's what I'm saying to you. These levies are put in there because it maintains that the companies have to have profits to 
make these technologies work. But what I'm saying, in a time where these profits are already there, massive profits, where the government is talking about putting tax clawbacks to get this money back, and there's $6 billion extra there, well, why not just wipe out the PSO levy for a certain period of time, which would reduce everybody's bill, and it would be non-discriminatory. What is a PSO levy? Is it 1%, 2%? It's probably tiny, is it? But that tiny is still an awful lot to a person, Neil, that might have enough to buy a loaf of bread. At well, the that's end of the true. Week. When it comes down to brass tacks, whether it could be tea, bread, butter, whatever the case may be. All right. Thanks, Patrick. Patrick Murphy from the South West Fisheries. I'm Lana O'Connor. Red FM News is first for local, national and international news. And you can stay up to date by tuning into our hourly news bulletins or by clicking on redfm.ie. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Keep those texts coming um, Somebody says they have a relative working in the chemo department and the CUH are working and using the Mercy and the Bonds chemo departments while their place gets decontaminated And then uh, George says by text I think people who work from home can claim back tax for electricity or heating including a room for an office, yeah, but I bet you, and I can try and find out what the numbers are in that regard, that whatever you can claim back is Mickey Mouse by comparison to the amount extra because people move around the home and they tend to try and heat the, a lot of, well, maybe not necessarily all of them, but anyway, my point is, a lot of people who would be gone from nine to five or in the home from nine to five with all of the additional costs that that would bring. The blatant discrimination by this government against Irish citizens must surely be grounds for homeless and vulnerable folk and their organisations to take a case against this government. You see the billions being spent on refugees while that disgusting comment from Leo Varadkar about not signing a blank cheque so the elderly can heat their homes remains always in our minds. Irish citizens need to stand up against this kind of tyranny. Uh, and there are just one fast one here, if you don't mind, and then I'll talk to Mary and to Finbar. And it's by email. And this is real world, right? This is an example of real world living, particularly for the elderly. Here's where we are on waiting lists, Neil. My mum, this time last year, had memory issues, which we knew about. She then suffered delirium and was admitted to the CAH, where she was diagnosed with vascular dementia and then needed 24-hour care. She moved into nursing care and had a serious fall and broke her hip. We had to fight, not literally, but fight to be allowed to see her in CUH, which I emailed you about at the time. The elderly, you see, need emotional support and should be allowed a companion when they can't communicate in a sound mind. Somebody just there with them. Anyway, they pinned her lip. She has osteo, or hip, I should say, they pinned her hip. Uh, And the problem with pinning somebody's hip like that is she has osteoporosis and the pins didn't take. So as a result of all of this, she is now malnourished and is in the most unimaginable pain. But because of her memory, she keeps forgetting why she's in pain and just cries and cries. We told her uh, that she's on the urgent list, but at the bottom of it, because that's what they told us. They did this. um, They did this. um, um, and couldn't fix it. I was told to go to my own TD to get it sorted or to go private which could cost between 15 and 20,000. After numerous letters, still nothing. It's like they think, oh, she's got dementia, she's in a home, she's elderly. Yes, but she has worked all her life and was a single mum to four and now she's heavily dosed up in pain. The meds don't even remove the amount of pain. We were actually told we'd be better off if she fell again. Uh, It makes my blood boil to hear anything like that. Um, 
mind you, I do hear of all of the help that's given to people who come over here to seek refuge when we can't even help our own. If we wait any longer, my mother will not be able for any operation. She is so underweight because she cannot eat because of the pain. Um, Will this government be responsible for her death and have her death on their hands? I think so. Can't come on air as I'm at my wit's end to think of the suffering and the upset and the anger that we're all going through. She's just turned 75, was very active before this. She had no balance problems. She just slipped in the shower. Isn't it incredible that a hospital system would say she'd be better off if she just fell again and she'd be back again out of the nursing home and back into the hospital? I mean, that that kind of goes to show where we're at, like the level we've sunk to, where we find ourselves in. Uh, back to the phone lines we go. Mary, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for holding. You're in Kinsale. Is it, Kinsale. Uh, is it windy this morning? Yes. yes, very windy. Okay, well, but you you have a view yeah. of the bay and... Of, of the bay, yes, I have. And the, and the very expensive yachts, is it? Yes. And what I would like to know, who could I ask? I don't know who I'm, I'm going to ask. Why are they not taxed. I'm looking out at million pound yachts. I have a big house. I had 10 children. So they want, I can't, where am I going to go? I have a big house. I could sell it, but I've nowhere to go. Are you picking up on the point earlier on that people on their own shouldn't be rattling around in big, big houses? That's right. Okay. We had to have a big house when we had 10 kids. Of course kids. you did. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, everything was hunky-dory. We had no property tax to pay. But now all this is coming in. I'm 81. So how am I going to pay property tax on this big mansion of a house? I've nowhere to go. But you're probably, you'll be already paying property tax on it where you are yes, now. Yes, yeah. I do. But yeah. it goes up. It goes up again in October. Yeah. But if you sold that big home, would you get yeah. a lot? Would you have to pay a lot of tax for capital gains tax? No, it's my home. You don't pay capital okay. gains. So what's home. stopping you then trading down? Well, will you get me a two-bedroom house somewhere? <laughs> it would depend on what your Kinsale five-bedroom home is worth, wouldn't it? Well, it's worth a lot, but where am I going to get a home? And why do you have an issue then with the yachties? Sure, they... they... Why don't they pay tax on their big million-pound yachts? Because they probably paid huge tax on the earnings that then they paid tax on and the rest of it then they were able to buy a yacht with like that they actually contribute as it is they're entitled to a big yacht well I'm entitled to a house but they don't pay any yacht tax <laughs> why should I pay they're going to love you and can sail <laughs> I couldn't care less I couldn't care less I'd like to know who I call about this you want the yachties in Kinsale or Crosser or all over the coast down in Baltimore and yacht. Skull yes. to be paying Everywhere a yacht tax should pay tax yes I know people living on them, and they don't have to pay any yacht tax. But, but they worked hard to be able to buy the yacht. And, and excuse me, I had 10 kids, didn't, what, what was I, a scrubber or something? No, that's no, it. I've worked all my life, all my life. They're not Russian oligarchs down in Kinsale, like... Oh, you want to bet? <laughs> they're you want to bet? Check them out? <laughs> no, I think... They should be, everybody should be paid. I'm looking out of them here and they're all sailing off to Spain, wherever they feel like going. And yet I can't go anywhere with my big mansion of a house. But I do have to pay tax. You could sell it. I could. 
You could sell oh, it and just go on a world cruise forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might come with me on my yacht. <laughs> no, you don't need a yacht. Just sell it and just go yeah, s- see yeah, the world. Yeah, I'll buy a punt. I'll buy a punt and get All tours right. and row away into the distance. Right. No, okay. everybody um, with, and with that kind of money, some of them have two yachts. <laughs> and they have a nice camper van as well. But they're entitled to all of that if they worked hard for it. But I'm entitled to live in my house without having to pay all this tax. I understand property tax. I understand. It's an absolute yes, disgrace. And, and universal social that charges and others. Years of age. Yeah, I know. Well, but one, 81 years of age and it's going up every year. I know. And did all 10 of them, did they all scatter to the four corners of the no, globe? They're all they're all around. But surely one of the ten of them must have a boat or a canoe or a yacht or something, if they don't? No, we have a punt. <laughs> a punt. But towards... You're, towards you're just looking down at the yachties, jealous. I am. I am. You're jealous no, of No, I'm not. I, I'm not. I could have won two if I saw my house, but then I'd have no house. <laughs> okay, we want a yacht tax introduced straight no, away. Yes, right. I sure do. Okay. I sure do. All Good right. morning. Thanks, man. Good morning. Good luck. I wonder what the Otties have to say about that. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Can I just ask Finbar just to hold on for maybe about two minutes, just a few texts ahead of this. Listening to your callers on the radio, it's a joke of a country. Uh, I got to tell you, I arrived at work during the middle of last week to be told that my days have been cut because they were hiring a Ukrainian. I was then told that the government give you a payment if you take on a Ukrainian for work. So I handed back my keys and quit before I knew I would ultimately be left go. It's worse that it's getting. We are a bunch of cowards. We're letting ourselves down. We're letting this corrupt government feel and treat us like fools. And it's time that the people were heard. Um, actually, I heard as well over the past few days that... Uh, GA haven't been found wanting down in Parky Cueve. Somebody texted me saying that uh, refugees are now down at Parky Cueve. And this is possibly a couple of days old at this stage, queuing up to go in. Um, interestingly, somebody that observed it said there is, there, it's all Ukrainian men. Why have Parky Cueve opened their gates to these people when our own are locked out? Because they're coming from a war-torn country where their houses were possibly bombed. That's why. Uh, anyway. Uh, government are getting paid for them. Uh, great pay rises for politicians as usual. They didn't even have to fight for their wage increase like the rest of us would have to. Interesting points. I don't know what kind of numbers actually have moved down to. I think it's down under the south stands, I think, in Parky Cueve. But somebody mentioned this morning a number of maybe about 80. Did you say the Blackrock end? 80? They converted conference rooms and 70 or 80 of them and they put in camper beds and what have you. Anyway, back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Finbar's on line one. Finbar, good morning. Good morning, sir. Are we, we're all just cogs in the wheel, aren't we? Hold on. I'm just looking at a, at a headline there from in the Independent yesterday. A 40% pay rise for the man who puts up energy prices. But I thought, right, he, he's earning some figure. But when I saw what he, um, the CEO of SSE Electricity, he gets five Point three million. He got five point three million last year. Euro, yeah, it's his wages, yeah. top pay uh, package. Euro, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, like uh, five point three, and he, he had a damn cheek to put up or or or, or the, the, the rises on the on the energy. Absolutely. Who's no worth that? Who's worth that kind of money, like I mean, five I and a half million? I, I don't give a damn what he does, but just nobody is entitled to that. While other people are living 
uh, for 235 a week, you know. I, I, this is ridiculous. And no, I, I know you mentioned it. How many TDs are going to turn down 6,500 a year? I haven't heard one yet. Maybe they have. I didn't hear it. You know, like, it's just... Sinn Féin claim that they take no increases, that they get it and they give it back again. And I don't doubt them because they're hardly going to lie about something like that. But that's what they say they do. But there, there's McBarry a works here. on... McBarry... McBarry... He works on the average industrial wage, apparently. But listen, you can say that. I heard Sinn Féin, uh, a couple of the TDs saying it. But listen, they still collect the full TD wage as salary. They still collect it. What they do with that money afterwards is their own business. They'll give it, some say they give it, they give it back to their to the, the party. That is their own business. They're still taking the hundred and odd thousand off of the taxpayer. So there's actually no gain for the taxpayer on that. You can say what you like. I was at a meeting one day, Jonathan O'Brien put up his hand in the middle of the meeting and says, I work off a basic wage. That's that and that. I was trying to answer them with that. I didn't get a chance. But if you go to some of the meetings, they know what you're going to say. No, but when, when Sinn Féin said that they work over, uh, they take mm, the average wage, they... Keep the money in the party, or they send it back to they, the exchequer? They, which they, they keep the money, Equals party. That is their own business. What they do with their money, but they do. Take but the, the wage out. increases they don't take until they say it on the radio. I don't believe it until I want them to come out and say it. I want the the what's in the chap Gould to come out and say it. No, I'll I'm ask them. I'll, I'll ask them so how their wages work and what they do with the latest yeah, increase. Still, when you think of the salary, they're getting 100,000 plus expenses. Don't, ever, don't ever forget that one. Plus expenses. There are expenses that are not accounted for. You but would you want to do, would you want to do that job where you're at the beck and call of people 24-7 for small money? Well, look, you're talking of over two to, well, what is it? Over 2,000 a week euro. I know they pay the taxes. They pay the taxes. But so does everybody else. I'm a 78 year old man. I ain't paying tax on my pension. Just gives you an idea what the government think of me and think, like, uh, there's nobody escaped today, but when I see them... Nobody should pay any tax on a pension that they contributed to during their life. Because their tax was paid in their working life, there should be no tax on a pension. But you tell that to the minister. And another thing they've done, I had an expensive, uh, expenses there two two years ago, uh, 1,650 quid health expenses. And when, they, when I went to claim, I was told below in the tax office, three years ago, sorry, uh, I was entitled to 350. Of the 1,500? I had nothing for your 350, and I got nothing, no response. So I went back to, I, I got a number to phone, and I phoned them, and they told me, no, what they're doing now is that whatever money is coming into the house is accumulated, and if you're over a certain target, you're entitled to nothing back. At 75 years of age, I was no, told that. No, it's, you'd be raging over that, wouldn't you? I, I, I listen. I, I was talking to the man, but look, the bloke was only doing his job. He was only. He said, he, "Sorry, he was apologising." He was seven. He says, "But I just do as I'm told." Yeah. You're actually entitled to nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not about no matter what you pay in expenses. If you're over that red line in your house, well, mi- you yeah. Okay. Well, maybe one of the reasons why your man is on five and a half million a year at uh, Airtricity is because they're putting up their charges again by another thirty-five percent for what, electric and another forty percent for gas yeah. next month, and, and that's, that's the it, fifth that's, that's rise, the fifth since the start of the year. 
No, that, that man, it, 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 like, it, they made millions. You know, some some Irish-owned Irish gas company made millions, 100 million, some mentioned this morning down, and they gave back half of it. Yeah, but the government, the government still allows him to put up a party such as him. Gene Kerrigan and the Independent, he's the, he's the best writer. He's brilliant, yeah. He's the best He's the best today, because he tells it so that no one can contradict him, because he just tells the fact. You know, he's roasting. But anyway, I just said what I wanted to say. All right, Pat, take reasons. care. And, and, right. and I wonder, will it, would you ask? Uh, the, I will, I'll, I'll ask Tommy Gould to come on and break down Tommy the Gould. salaries. Um, the expenses, how much they take and what they do with the balance. I'll do that for you, Finbar. Thanks a lot. Paddy Bullman, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Now, you want to pick up on the point of, uh, is it was it Mary down in Kinsale reared 10 children and is a big home and is looking down on the yachts, is it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Because uh, I think you, uh, you, 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 you took that a bit lighter. You laughed a little bit at her, you know. With her suggestion. Did you not think it was uh, funny? I didn't think it was funny. It's very serious. I think it's a valid, a, a very valid suggestion she had that these things be taxed, you know? I mean, you, you, what, what you said was, uh, what you said was that the people that own these yachts have worked hard enough and that they deserve to have them, yeah? Don't yeah. you think that uh, Mary, 81, uh, worked all her life uh, hard and yeah. deserves to have her house as well? Yes, Equally. of course. It's not a very funny matter at all, you know what I mean? No. Uh, I didn't find it in the least bit funny. If I didn't say anything, I didn't say anything about her home. I just, I just, no, I wasn't saying anything about whether or not she deserved her home. Of course she did. It's her home. She built it and reared her family in it. But and somebody who buys, somebody who buys a, a, any any kind of a luxury item, surely be to God, it's none yeah. of our business if they worked hard and were able to afford them. Uh, so it's none of our business either that, uh, that Mary has a, a five-room mansion and worked hard all her life and paid for it. Yes, she pays tax on it. Property tax? Same to you. Yeah, property tax, yeah. Property is a, is a, is a, is a luxury yacht, not property. It is. It is. It's, yes. it's, not, a, it's not a home, though. So, so why does Mary have to pay tax? And the property she worked all her life very hard for and deserves to have, and somebody that uh, has worked very hard, you know, and has the property then of a yacht, worked very hard to do it and deserves to have it, yet they don't seem to pay, have to pay tax on it. So on that basis, yeah. there should be a reasonable argument to make that there should be a similar charge to the property tax on a yacht or on a boat or... Um, yes, exactly. What I'm saying is that she has she has a reasonable argument there, you know, not a laughing matter. But uh, it's the, but it's yes, not a I home. Think. So what kind of a tax? Is it a wealth tax? Is it? You, you live in it. It's property. Well, it's you know we we, we tax her property. Yes, uh, people that are probably I guess that uh, the people that have these luxury yachts also have very uh, large luxury houses. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and 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 they most likely do pay a tax on them. But what's the you know what's what's the difference? Why, okay, why as in there is okay. Better, I get what you're saying. There's no it's difference. Probably a lot but, richer yeah. than she is. Probably a lot better off and well off. Yes, uh, I mean if uh, <laughs> uh, Mary probably doesn't have the uh, wherewithal of the funds to buy a luxury yacht. You know, yes, uh, she has worked very hard, does own her house, her property, and has to pay a tax on that. Yeah. So why do not the, 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 these, as you say, elite or rich or whatever you like to call them, that can afford 
and are, as you say, are entitled to have their yacht. Yeah, why should they not pay tax on it as well? Okay, all right. That, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Now, Jameer, before you go, can I yeah. just, just one other small issue there? There's on the issue there of the joke of a country that we're living in because that expression has been used by several of their calls already this morning, several times I was listening not to Not just it. this morning, for many, yeah, many years. Yeah, not just this morning, but uh, there's a public assembly in the hall on Sunday um, in Green Park, and it's taken up the issue of the abject failure of this government to represent its people or in any way to look after the welfare of this country and its people. And it's been taken up to discussion in public assembly, public forum on Sunday in Yall, in Green Park at two o'clock. What we're going to take that up is, as I say, this government's total and utter failure and what we can do about it. And what will you do about it? What what difference will that make, people gathering? We are going to have to organise. Everybody in this country is going to have to organise to remove that that authoritarian, totalitarian regime needs to go. And we have to start working. We have to start somewhere to start doing this. Because enough now, people keep saying this, this expression, enough is enough. When's enough enough? Time to get it done now before they do any more, before they add any more damage to the disaster that they've already turned this country into. Okay, why is it a disaster? In what areas? In what areas? (laughs) Where have you been? Look around you. We have people hungry, cold, without food. We're discriminating against Irish people. Yes? This has to stop. And is the discriminating against Irish people where I left off last Friday week, is that because of refugees, yes. is it? Exactly. I mean, yes, you're, you're perfectly right. We've had, uh, we've had these things going on. I mean, uh, we are discriminated against in our own country. Well, Over all nationalities. Yeah. Yes, there's no denying it. What would you call it? I can't go into one of these free shops and get something free. I'm a pensioner. I can't afford everything. I have to pay for it. Yeah. Yes, I can't get it. I can't get this help. I can't get housing. We have but it's Irish, it's Irish people. It's Irish, Irish people. people. No, I'm saying it's Irish people that set up that shop. Housing. It wasn't a shop, you know, which it was the a resources. home. Where were all these resources that suddenly are here to house 48,000 guests or whatever number it is? And we still have 10,500 Irish people without homes. Where were all the resources? Where did they all come from? Why could they not have been deployed earlier to help these people? I have no answer you know, to that. It, it, yes, it, exactly. it, even, I, have, I have an answer to that. The cause, the root cause but of it. But you see, you can't put, you can't say, but you see, as for a refugee in a hotel bedroom or a guest house or a camp bed down in Parky Cueve, th- th- that's not a long-term solution for an Irish family. That's only a temporary bandage solution, you know. That's what they did. Like they took over hotels and guest houses. Yeah, well, right? is the temporary bandage? I accept that they found seven hundred. I accept that they could find maybe sixty, seventy, eighty million a year to to finance it. I know that, yeah. and they could spend that money better. You see, okay, here we are. We're here again. We're making excuses for this. You know, there is no excuse for this. There is no excuse for the fact that we have ten and a half thousand Irish people, Irish people homeless. Yet we, 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 can, we can find the resources to house multiples of that number that are guests. That is discrimination. 
That now, is discriminating you... against the 10,500 people that we have homeless. I got you. And will you be saying that in y'all? Um... Yes, I'll say it. I always speak my mind. No, but but, but, what, if, but what, if it, so, what if it leads to um, safety issues for... There's a fair amount of Ukrainian your refugees in in y'all. What about their yes. safety and their welfare? Uh, yes, they, I understand all that. Yeah, I don't put this over on me and say I, I'm creating a situation where I'm putting Ukrainians in danger. I didn't do that. The government did it. That's called the tra- racism. And people with views like mine, I'd be called racist for it. You know, this, this, this is what is. This racism is not caused by Irish people. The Irish people aren't racist. Neither are the Ukrainians or anybody else. The people that are causing racism and causing division amongst people in this country is their governments mm. with their policies. Mm. They're the ones creating this. Mm. They're the ones creating this problem. Okay, let's get some more calls, texts, and emails. That's Saturday in, 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 in Yall Town, is it? No, it's, it's, it's Sunday, Sunday in Yall in Green Park at 2 o'clock. All right. Okay, take care. Thanks, Paddy. Take care. Thanks Text 0868 106. Pick up the phone on 0818 uh, It's both parties that have messed up this country, massively pro-Europe, and they bow to anything that Europe tells us to do. What are our European reps doing over there? I'd like to know. Since Fine Gael came into power, we've given everything to the big corporate companies and sold off any resource our men of 1920 fought and died for. Scandalous a country of less than 5 million for decades is so massively in debt because of consecutive crap policies, says uh, Anthony. Um, you want to be very careful about bashing the big corporate companies. I know we all hear of the little you know, I mean, I don't know what kind of a sweetheart deal that was going on at the time when Apple came in, but they are major employers um, and they also buy an awful lot from local companies and what have you. I know they had a bit of a, a sweetheart tax deal that, that they were happy to pay and wanted to pay, but the Irish government wouldn't take the tax from them. <laughs> Fall tooth and nail not to take it. I understand all that. But the corporate companies that I was talking about earlier on this morning, there's 10 of the big huge ones have contributed massive amounts of money in corporation tax uh, to the exchequer. Uh, and if they were to leg it or to leave, or if somebody came in and changed uh, the, the, the way the taxation and the way that their arrangements are in Ireland... Oh, I think there could be a downside to everything in that regard. You know, might, we might regret doing something like that. Uh, inter- Declan, interestingly, says, I'm texting because I've been quite worried about what people are starting to say about uh, Ukraine for all of the issues that seem to be happening at the moment around the world. And the media seem to be going along with it. Um, you have Paddy Bullman saying it there a while ago, for instance. Uh, but Declan says, Sky News, for example, reported that local councils in the UK are blaming the war in Ukraine for potholes not being filled. They're blaming the low levels of grain globally on Ukraine and the cost of energy. In fact, it's not Ukraine's fault, it's Russia's fault. You yourself, only moments ago, said the cost of living was because of Ukraine and Russia's illegal war on Ukraine. The government isn't helping by saying that they are prioritizing housing for Ukrainians, which, by the way, I actually agree with because they are war refugees, not economic refugees. It's important to house the Irish, but that's an election issue. Remember back in 2008 when the crash happened, a lot of Irish immigrated and we welcomed and we were welcomed in most places like Canada, Australia, the USA. So please, can yourself and the rest of the media be careful in how you phrase stories and always make sure you put the blame on where it belongs, squarely on Putin and Russia and not innocent people in a country that is the Ukraine, says Declan 
in Cargilline. Keep those emails coming. Email neil at uh, redfm.ie. The Neil Prendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday. 0818-104-106. Just one final text for now, and if I get time this side of midday, otherwise it'll be tomorrow. Ian says, this is a, a really interesting text. He says, it would be actually easier to build a time machine. Go back in time and invest properly in energy, renewables, education, social housing, health infrastructures, and every other bloody thing we mistakenly entrusted to our political leaders. The only thing world-class about this set is their pay, says Ian. Um, would you, if you had an opportunity to get into a time machine, would it be into the future you would go, or would it be back in time, I wonder? And if so, when? And where? Text 0868104106. A time machine. Go back in time. Yeah. And then we could prevent, we could preempt and prevent everything else that happened. Thank you for that, Ian. Text 0868104106. Now, um, was it about a fortnight ago? We were chatting with Eileen and Jean. Eileen came on the air, Eileen Murphy. She was on air with us on the 18th of August. She was looking to reconnect with her late husband's best friend, Jean. Um, um, and, uh, we had a good chat on air and managed to track and get in touch with Jean. And then Eileen and Jean had the loveliest conversation on air subsequent to that. And then it was arranged that they would meet up in the um, Metropole Hotel. I'm happy to say that that happened, right? I'll come back to that part of the story in a minute, but this is just a reminder of the conversation back on the 18th of August when we found Jean and he got to chat with Eileen on air. Eileen Murphy was on the air earlier this morning uh, looking for a friend of her late husband, Michael Tacker, who died in 2004. And the friend that she was looking to hook up with and reconnect with was uh, her husband's best friend for many, many years, Jean O'Driscoll. And I'm happy to say and to tell Eileen, Eileen... Hello, Neil. We have I'm found... We've, we found Jean <laughs> O'Driscoll. You found him. He's on the phone here with me so you can say good morning to him. Oh, my God. Jean? Uh, oh, hi, yeah, hi, Jean. oh my oh, yeah. God, I've been, I've been looking for you. I was for only years. thinking about, about him this morning. Were you? Yes, this oh, is true. I'm sitting down there now. I was only oh. thinking about him this morning. <laughs> yeah. How are you sleeping, Jean? Hey, I'm, I'm very, very good. Oh, I, see, I know uh, how I'm old a, you are, like. I'm 83 now. But you're not going to believe this. Let what? me tell you something. I'm caring for Mary. Mary? Long... She is. Right. We'll be married 56 years next week. 56 yeah, you... years. We're together over 60 years. Well, we would have caring... been 58 this Christmas. No, we got married before you. That's right, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, Michael, but would we you were great say... friends. I know Probably. you, she, she, you were with yeah. him the night I met him. That's right, that's yeah. right, only Arcadia. <laughs> that's right, I remember it. Oh we my were only, God, children, We were only so, young children. I'm then. so happy <laughs> to hear your voice even. Listen, yeah. any, any chance that we could meet? Of course, yeah, yeah I can come you? up here. And that happened. It did happen. We got in touch with the Metropolitan Hotel because back in the day, Jean and Mary were married over 56 years ago in the Metropolitan Hotel. But anyway, enough of me, both Eileen and Jean. Join me by phone, Eileen. Good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. Jean, good morning. Good morning, Neil. I have this written down up this morning. Don't you worry about what you call me, Neil, Neil, Nelly, Nelly, I don't care. Neil, I have written down the Forget about me, you have enough going on in your life. Tell me about about the get-together in the Metropole. How did it go? Neil, it was brilliant. It was lovely, it was lovely, 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 gorgeous. The hotel, my God. The whole lot, they were very hotel. kind. They couldn't yeah. do enough for us. I can well brilliant. imagine, yeah. I'd say, and Jean, the memories... Owen Hannigan. Owen yeah. Hannigan Owen. looked after you in there, is it? He oh, no. very, very well. Owen Hederman. Oh, Owen Hederman, yeah. Hederman. And I only found out the other day. And tell me, and it must have, the memories must have flooded back, Jean, having been mar- married back. there with the beautiful Mary all those years ago. All those years oh, ago, that's right. 56 on the 23rd of August, but I couldn't make it that week because things weren't going too well. I know, you I know. So you're a so full-time I said, carer, I, I know. I'm a full-time carer. I never claimed the farthing off of a minute. But but we were estimating that you must be working as a full-time carer 168 hours a week. That's it. 168. Hours a week looking after Mary. That's right. Yeah, 168 hours. Mary fell in 2014 and broke her hip. This is the start of it. I didn't call for an ambulance, but I brought her up to the regional, as it was at the time, the COH, now was it? I actually worked there for a good number of years as well. But anyway, I brought her up, went in, moved all the runs around, but you know, got a wheelchair, brought her in, had her exit. Her hip was broken after yeah. she fallen. Yeah. That was the start of the problems. Yeah. I came out and my wheel was clamped. Good God. Good God, you can say that. And I knew everyone at the security and they know me. Like I know, I was kind of, you know, we all know one another, especially the workers. Do you know what I mean? And that's what happened to me. Did you so pay, did you have to pay that clamp? I had to pay the clamp. I was I was going to write in about it, but no, oh I my said God. no. Gene, the best thing to do, by is forget it. You know, you'll be only tormenting yourself. I know, I you know. know. So I, I let know. it go. I, I let know. it go. I know. And I knew all the parking, all this, uh, the, the, you know, the security there, but they had nothing to do with there it. There wasn't them, outside, you see. It's an outside source company outside that does, company, yeah. So I said, forget it. I know all the old security heads and everything. Paddy O'Driscoll, another good man that worked, he was in charge of the security, the next guy on. Fair play. So, <laughs> you, know, you know when you, like, Mary is in the photograph standing alongside you with, of course, That's right. the lovely Eileen yeah. Murphy, Tacker's, Tacker's That's right. wife. Tacker's wife. Um, would, would, I delighted, before, sorry, before I interrupt you. I could never call his, his name out like that and like Eileen. Is it all right to call him Tacker? I could not call him anything else, only Michael. So I asked Eileen, yeah. But I use the word tacker. And because of so, because of Mary's dementia, I don't mean to pry, but was she yeah, was know. she aware of where she was and what was going on? Uh, 
So you follow no, the conversation, no whatever Mary's talking about, you go with the conversation, even if it's the same thing over and over. Over the you case, do, that's you must what you go. It is good. And what you do, yeah. the main thing in looking yeah. after a person with that name, dementia, or Alzheimer's, that's the, that's the stuff. Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, but you look into their eyes. Yeah. And you see their soul. Of course. Neil, Jean, yeah. are you okay? And I speak to her. She can go way off the mark, like. I know. I wouldn't I discuss know. it over the radio. Like, I know. You're but, doing your best for her, but, Jean. Like, I can look into Mary's eyes and bring her yeah. back. And she, yeah. she can still remember me at times. I know. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm called scarlet. <laughs> or little dog. But All I'm, right. I'm proud of it. Like, I know. I know. She can still talk. Yeah. Now, I've discovered yeah. something that they don't know. And yeah. one of the main things is you must have top class hygiene, which I've learned from the time I was a child. Yeah. One yeah. thing was hygiene when you went to work anywhere with the food. Yeah. That is number one. Good yeah. hygiene. That's what. That's how all the nursing homes and everything were contaminated. That's right. But Europe yeah. and the rest of the world, they did yeah. not You're have doing a fabulous job, Jean. You're doing yeah. a fabulous yeah. job. I'm doing the best I can. You're doing a fabulous no. job because that's you're on, you're on life's journey with a woman that you loved no. way yeah. before that's Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah. Said way before, that's it. And we, I, I, I'm praying to God every day that he leave me there. Yeah. Long enough well, to look after Mary, you know what I mean? But what did you, so what happened on the day, Eileen? Did you have a afternoon tea, a bit of hot we food? Did. Well, we had we hot did. tea, we had a lovely chat and lovely day. It was lovely, yeah, we really enjoyed it. I'm so happy that yeah. it happened. Well, we're I tell you, Neil, we're going to visit each other. Well, now that you That's know where each other yeah. are, of course, yeah. absolutely. We are. Yeah. Yeah. It was brilliant, and Neil. Thank you for not at all. People loved. No, people loved the story. We were getting you so many calls me. and texts. Well, it's the people of Cork reached out and said, "Yeah, yeah I know where yeah. Gina Donovan is. Here's his phone number, and away you go." You know. Yeah. And Gene, yeah, did Paddy o- did Paddy O'Brien call and maybe? He rang. He keeps ringing. Tell Paddy give me a ring again because I'm I'm not a computer person. Yeah. I don't know yeah. nothing about yeah. computers, and I can't. I'll, I'll get back on. I'll get back on to oh, him again you. because there is help available. Oh, yeah. You know, there is. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not yeah. necessarily talking about respite for a break or anything for it, but also people yeah, who yeah. come in and help. That's you know, it. You know? But yeah. I tell you what, what brought me out of my shell. It's, yeah. it's two little things. Now, I I never thought I had such a strong, a strong mind. Yeah. You know, mm. what brought me over my shell was the son said to me, Dad, on the computer, you owe the property tax one euro. 
right? Yeah. One euro. <laughs> and they put that up on the, 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 the computer. Yeah. They say, I owe one euro. What am I saving the government? But what, am I, what I think what they should do That's now so true, that they will hold on to a one euro property tax bill. But, yeah, yeah. but you will do 160 hours for unassisted care every week. Yeah. Every yeah. week of my life. By, by wanting like to stay... I want to retire for two minutes, she has to be there. For but wanting to stay in mind 24-7, the one you love. Yeah, yeah I know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. But so, the main thing was, it, it took me three days to get Mary ready. Go on. It took me three days to get ready. She's the three three days to get day. ready. Yeah. I do everything for her. And I, can I just I also say, days. can I just say, yeah. you are a dapper dresser, in fairness to you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. Most but beautiful I, hat on the top of your head and a gorgeous yeah. suit. He looks, am- he looks like James Bond. <laughs> the, the only thing is Yeah. I, I went from... In, when Mary fell, I went from 16 and a half to over the next couple of years. I know. Down to 14 stone, right? Yeah, you, you, you lost a lot of weight. When you. I fell down the stairs and broke my collarbone and two ribs on either side of me, I dropped down to 11 stone. Oh, my God. But now I'm back up to 11 and a half. I think, that, yeah. I think that weight but, suits you. You look very fit. and For, for an 83-year-old, you look like a 63-year-old. Well... Before I ran, before before I fell down the stairs, the morning I fell, I was doing a stupid thing, standing on the chair. You told me that, Chad. Yeah, leaning the ceiling, and the chair went, and I went. You nearly killed him. And let me, can I just say as well, Eileen, you yeah. look a million bucks yourself in that beautiful I dress. I very much need for 82. Isn't it all right for yeah. 82? I'm yeah. telling yeah. you. Yeah, well, she's a lovely. Don't, be, a, don't be hiding those good looks of yours in those beautiful dresses. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try, Neil. Yeah. I try. <laughs> well, listen, whatever happens in the in the short yeah. term, at least yeah. you'll stay in touch. And I'll get oh, Paddy O'Brien to get back. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, All right. We will, Neil. But All right. Thanks very much. Before, before you go. Jean, I can I just... Yeah, go ahead. Just I'd like to say thank you to Professor Willem Malai. For all he's done for me over the last few years, well, he's the only one that would kind of he and the staff at his clinic in St. Bell's the worker he's done. He actually gave me a phone number. You have it. He gave me a private phone number as well, that I could bring him at any time. But Thank I God for that. that. I, I'm only yeah. a medical card holder. But I, I hope I get in touch with him and see him at least one more time. Ah, and yeah. another Dr. Gorman looked after me after I fallen down the stairs. Well, look. And the old doctor that looked after me for 50 years, John McCarthy of Benson Road, Dr. John McCarthy of Benson Road and Douglas. All right. He looked after me and my family for 40 years. And thank yourself and all the stuff. You Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. All right, Jean. Jean, I see you I know you're, I know you're rushing for a taxi. All right, Jean. We'll stay in touch and lovely catching up with you and give Mary a big hub for us. And Eileen, just yeah. before you go, Tacker would be very proud of what you did, reconnecting with his old buddy. He is. I see he has a head for this. He's lovely, in fairness to him. Well said, Jean. He has a head for this.
looking down. Yeah. All right, God bless all That's of you. It. Stay in touch. Gina Donovan, Eileen Murphy, Mary as well, and the one and only late great uh, Tacker himself. Uh, we get into Paddy, onto Paddy O'Brien and see how he's doing, progressing the help that's needed because uh, it's not easy work. It isn't easy work at 83 years old, full-time care for a partner, obviously. Um, and, and again, you know, saving the state, God only knows how many hundreds of thousands a year. Our lines will stay open. You can text 0868104106. You can email neil at uh, redfm.ie. Pick up the phone on 0818104106. And thank you so much for the Metropole. And, you know, they're just, it's just such a beautiful hotel. And it's great to have the ability to pick up the phone and ask somebody, would you be interested in doing something for us? And they say, whatever you need, just we'll make it happen. And they did. Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.